from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won a thousand dollars. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Now, I know we said we had something very special planned. Today, we are going to crown a new champion. Okay, for what? The first ever champion that we've crowned on this show. Yeah. Maury came to me and said, I'd like a shot at the title. What title? And I said, well, what do you want to do for it? And Maury said, I challenge Mocha. And I said, we can make this happen. For and what? today, we are going to crown the first ever toe wrestling champion on the Roz and Mocha show. No, you have that title. <laughs> no, man. I didn't earn it yet. Yeah, you did. Okay. You, you just wished it. It came true. There so, you go. And <laughs> I told Moore, you can't just have the title. You got to fight for the title. No, no, no. I don't want to have anything to do with Maury's toes. But Maury has challenged you. But challenge denied. You're the champ. Congrats. No, no, man. Are you are you chicken? Nobody. <laughs> and I mean nobody <laughs> calls me chicken. You want to battle? Bust out them dirty ass toes okay. then. Watch. I sent you a video right here. So I, yeah. I need you to get a hug. So how toe wrestling works is that two people are barefoot lying on the ground, right? Barefoot. Okay. Yo, okay. Real talk. How yeah. guys, do it? Yeah. I haven't cut my toenails in a bit. So. Okay. Oh. Like, why didn't you prepare me? Might, might, for give, this? You, might give you the edge. Uh-huh. Might give you the edge. Also, as part of the etiquette of the toe wrestling championship, it is customary yeah. for each other to remove each other's shoe and sock. What? Yeah, it's part of the tradition. Is this a real thing or are you guys making it up? Watch the video. So, two people lie on the ground. Your toe, your feet are flat together, okay? Okay. You interlock You the interlock toes. your toes. Like you're holding hands? Like you're holding hands. You interlock yeah. your toes like you're holding hands. Okay. Okay, and then on either side there's pylons and much like an arm wrestle, you have to twist the person's foot to touch the pylon on the side. So the arm the 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 the, the way to win is very similar to arm wrestling, but only you're wrestling with your feet. So I just got to twist my ankle to one yes. side. Yes. Okay. So here, so watch the video that we sent you. Oh man! Okay, so as you can see, those are some big boys too. Yeah, these are big guys that do this, man. They take it seriously, bro. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so they you got see, some big feet. Okay, so it you literally see, looks like they're holding hands. Okay, so but you see what, it's their feet. You see what they're doing, right? Yeah. Okay, so they're lying on their like they're they're lying down and they're. So they're feet to feet lying down, and you yeah. interlock toes, and you have to try and crank the person's foot to one side in order to win. Yeah. Okay? Ugh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are, you are we okay? doing this? Are you okay with this? Not really, oh. but like I, get, I guess we have to now. 
<laughs> can I have like a minute just to like mentally prepare and stuff? Sure, yeah, we can give you a minute. We'll play a song yeah. and then we'll come back and then you and Maury can go through the ceremonial and traditional uh, start to a toe wrestling match, which is then you will remove each other's uh, shoes just and socks. Just as a warning though, like yeah. you guys should have told me before, if I cut your foot with my toenails, because yeah. as I said, I haven't cut them in a while, then... I mean, I don't know, get a band-aid uh, or something. I mean, if we're throwing warnings out there, my feet are incredibly dry. Oh, wow. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll be right back. And again, we will crown the first ever toe wrestling champion of the world right here on the Roz and Mocha Show. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Oh my God, I don't want to do this. Okay, so right now we have pylon set up on the floor. Uh, damn it, Maury is getting ready. And Mocha, you are about to challenge for the title. We are going to crown the toe wrestling champion of the world. How toe wrestling works is two people lie on the ground and you go foot to foot like this and you interlock your toes like you're holding hands. Yeah. And much like arm wrestling, you have to try and get Maury's foot to one side. He has to try and get it to sure. the other side. Um, now, Maury, you, are you wearing jeans? What are you wearing right no, no, now? I, I came prepared. I'm wearing the ceremonial swim trunks. Oh, Maury brush oh, shorts, what? dude. Come on! See? Why didn't anyone... Why didn't you tell me about this before so I can come prepared? I'm wearing, yeah. like, straight-up jeans, sneakers. Like, come yeah, on, man. Exactly. Now, that unfair advantage. Yeah. No, unfair no, advantage. No, no, no. All that matters is your feet. No, unfair advantage. Okay, then put I, your pants back on. I sort of agree. I sort of agree with Mocha on this one, that uh, that showing up no. with showing up with shorts is uh, gives you an unfair advantage, man. Yeah, put your pants back on. I've, I've heard many men say that. <laughs> Many? Many? Aren't you married to one? Maury, it's been two. We all know it's two. <laughs> <laughs> Your number is two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, so Mocha, if you want to get over onto, uh, onto Maury's side. Okay, so uh, Mocha, you're going to be lying down right there where you are. Yeah. Maury's going to be lying uh, in front of you. Now, uh, part of this, again, toe wrestling, as we've said, part of the ceremony is removing each other's uh, shoes and socks. Well, Maury's is easy because he doesn't have laces and he's just got slip-ons. Right, so, okay. there you go. Okay, and the sock now. Oh, <laughs> Really? Yes. We're doing the ceremonial start. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay, man. Give me your foot. Give me your foot. Uh, oh, wait. So it's got to be right foot? Oh, that's my yeah. weaker foot, oh, by the way. Oh, weaker foot? See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I got a bunch of Jordans. I didn't know. So now Maury's taking Mocha's sock off. All right. Okay, so now you guys have to lock toes. <laughs> your feet are so warm. Okay, you have to lock toes now. Okay. Do we have to manually interlock our our toes? Uh, Maury, I don't think you can bend that far, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Mocha, can you interlock our toes? Okay. Come on. Oh, God. Okay. Dude. So now, now comes Maury's the... heels yeah. are so cracked and dry. Oh, God. You could, like, okay. grate cheese on them. Okay. It's so, so gross, dude. Okay, so okay. you guys okay. have to... Okay. Now, Okay. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, that looks like Tickling. it tickles a lot. I'm trying Maury's, to reach the toe. Okay, here. Maury's struggling to reach. So, so Mocha's going to interlock their toes. So Bro, I don't why know are your how. toes so small? <laughs> okay. My toes can't fit in between. Okay, what about, what about if you just interlock the big toes? Okay, interlock the... 
Yeah, like that. But get it nice and tight. Oh, it's so smushy. Okay, get it nice and tight. All right, here we go. Okay, wait. Now, so you know the rules. So, Mocha, you have to try and get Maury to the uh, pylon on your left. Maury, you have to try and get Mocha to the pylon on your left. Okay. Uh, Gentlemen. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. In three, two, one, wrestle. Okay, so now, oh, Maury, keep your heel on the ground, Maury. Got to keep your heel on the ground. Okay, Maury's like Maury's like twisting his body. Not even doing anything right now. Are you not even trying at all, Mocha? No, not yet. No, not yet, eh? Okay, Maury's trying yeah. to do like a twist thing, like a <laughs> like, Oh, Mocha, what? No, oh, no, wow. no, oh, wow, rematch. Oh, wow, <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, and new, no, and new. We got a brand. New champion. Can we do one more? No, that was it. You threw out the challenge, more. More, you threw out the challenge. Mocha answered the call and in two seconds destroyed you. <laughs> like, I've tried so like, hard. Destroyed you, Mocha. <laughs> congratulations to our very first ever Thanks. toe wrestling champion. Bro, that was so easy. <laughs> and I and I guess now your title is up for grabs. So if anybody who's listening right now would like no, to come no, in no, and no. challenge Mocha <laughs> for the title. I'd like, I'd like to announce right now my retirement. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Go Raptors! So last night I'm watching the game with Catherine. Yeah. And I like watching games with Catherine because she's really never watched basketball at all, ever. Uh-huh. So it's all new to her and she's sort of learning all the rules as she goes, but she's super into it. Sure. And then I just get in trouble all the time when I watch the game now. For because what? if I make any sort of noise, uh-huh. so if, uh, you know, Golden State goes up by 10 and I go, oof, she's like, what are you doing? Don't make that noise. Yeah? Yeah. She's like, you have to believe. And I'm like, oh, okay, now you oh, tell me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. I have to I have to believe. <laughs> yeah. So there was a point where Kyle Lowry was out of the game and then he came back in the game and the announcers were explaining it. And then Catherine goes, Why would they say that? And I go, Why would they say what? <laughs> and she goes, why would they tell everybody that? Like, and I like go, airing on the man's business? I go, why would they tell everybody what? And they go, that like, if he plays, he might <laughs> And I go, I go, what are you talking about? She goes, they just said that he's only played five because of bowel problems. I said, no, he's only played 25 because of foul problems. The man doesn't have bowel problems, and that's why he's been sitting on the sidelines. She thinks, she thinks that they're going to announce all of North America? Yes. Actually, to the entire world? Yes. That Larry has a sore tummy? Yeah, he has diarrhea. And that's why he's only been able to play five minutes so far. Because, because the man had diarrhea. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Donald Trump invited by the Queen. No. Yeah. She's going to roll out the red carpet for Trump. There's a uh, big banquet, a state banquet tonight. A lot of the royal family is going to be there except Meghan Markle. But uh, we know Charles is going to be there. Camila is going to be there. Camilla, not Camila. Sorry, the other one's screwing me up. Uh, and uh, who better to get the inside scoop on what is going to go down on Trump's uh, state visit than the queen herself? Oh, let me get the calling card. Thank you.
calling yourself orange just to match Donald Trump? <laughs> oh, ah, wow. Hello, Queen. It's Razamoka. <gasps> oh, God. Not that we call you all the time, man. Is this Uber Eats? No. <laughs> Yes. Yes, Queen Mom. Uh, so Donald Trump uh, in the UK, yes. you guys, you gave him the invite. You gave him the invite. Uh, there's a big banquet. What can you tell us? What's going to go down? What's on I the agenda? Do have a big bank. You're right. Okay. No, no, no. No. No, the big banquet with food yeah. and everything. Thank you, ma'am. The banquet. Oh, you know, he is so dumb. Oh. He has to get naked to count to 21. <laughs> Hey, Queen, is there any outrage out there in the UK that you've invited President Donald Trump? So much outrage. He is so dumb. He tripped over a cordless phone. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it is always a big deal when Trump does travel. And a lot of people, I mean, they're not criticizing (laughs) you. I thought you said big dump. No, I didn't say. I said Donald Trump, not Big Dump. Um, (laughs) uh, There will be there will be protests. A lot of people are not happy uh, uh, about his visit. What do you have to say to all those people that maybe won't be there uh, in your eye line, but you know they are there on the streets? He is so dumb. He has to go into a dressing room to change his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Queen, uh, anything specifically on the agenda of topics you're going to be speaking with President Donald Trump about? Yes. (laughs) Okay, like, like, what are they? Like, can you say? He is so dumb, he tried to blow out a light bulb. All right, can you at least talk about uh, like the menu? What's on the menu for the banquet? He is so dumb. The only time he has something on his mind is when he's wearing a hat. <laughs> Speaking of which, I don't know. Did you see Trump's new haircut? No. Like his new hairstyle? I guess he wore a hat on the plane yeah, all the hat. way over there. And then he had to like slick his hair all back. But it was like very not Donald Trump. Like he showed up with new Who hair. It looked, like, it looked like he was on Queer Eye. <laughs> like it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts, Queen Mum, on Donald Trump's visit to the UK and uh, you inviting him to this big banquet? He is so oh. dumb when I said drinks on the house. He got a ladder. <laughs> Wow, it's a big ladder. It's a big house. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Queen. We really appreciate your time, as always. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen, everybody. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. La Mezzia opens the doors to the southern regions of Italy, and Air Transat can get you there. You know when you see in a movie, and like there's two people on a beach, and they're walking around, and it's completely empty, and it's the most beautiful place ever. Mm. And then when you actually go to a beach, there's 10,000 people, and you can't actually see sand. That vision of a beach that you know in movies, that's La Mezzia, okay? That's how awesome it is. Explore centuries-old ruins, religious monuments, artistic masterpieces, in-between pleasant strolls, local product tasting, and mm-hmm. leisure time at breathtaking beaches, as we said. Air Transat offers two direct flights per week from Toronto to La Mezzia. AirTransat.com has all the info. Hey, Mocha, who do we have on the phone? Hello? Hello, hello, it's Razamoka. Hey, Razamoka. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. You got a second to talk? Oh, my God. Uh, so okay, I've got to get my sister on the line no. because she's the one. Okay, okay fine, I won't, I won't, I won't. Hold on, just like, chill out, let's just man. back up a second here. What's your name? <laughs> my name is Aphrodite. 
Yeah, like Mighty Aphrodite? Mighty Aphrodite, goddess of love and beauty. Wow. Damn, girl. Uh, what's your sister's name? My sister's name is Maria. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. oh no. Who's older? She's, I am. Yeah, do you think? <laughs> you didn't even have to ask that. They got all, they got super creative and gave like the best name ever to like the first kid. Oh my God, we're going to call you Mighty Aphrodite, the goddess of love. Second kid comes out, <laughs> Janet. Exactly. What's her name? What's her name? Maria. 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 So, uh, Aphrodite, you texted the Razamoga show and said that my sisters and I were in California a few months ago and went on the Prices Right. My sister made it all the way to the Showcase Showdown. It was insane. It was insane. You guys don't even know. Did Did all of you guys make it to contestants row or just your sister? Just my sister. So it was us, a group of six of us. We went for my 40th birthday, mine and my husband's, and um, we were just super, super pumped. We are, uh, we have a Greek background, so we had, uh, our t-shirts were Greek, Canadians, gone, plinkle, opa. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, yeah. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, fifth person called, so they call the first four. I'm sorry, fifth contestant it's called. It's my sister. We're like, what? Guys, we lost our mind lost our mind <laughs> anyways she ends up going on you know what was it she basically oh it was a foosball table she won a foosball table yeah <laughs> and then she ends up um spinning the wheel yeah so it was the three people that spun the wheel she got to go to the showcase showdown oh my god so what were the uh, what were the prizes that were up for grabs so it was a trip to banff alberta uh-huh. fortunately she's you know, she's gone, so it was great. Yeah. Um, and then it was, uh, oh, it was a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, damn. And it was a boat. What? Okay. Yeah. So now, did her episode air yet? It sure did. Yeah. So if, if you guys want to check it out, it aired on January 2nd. It's on YouTube. Okay. Uh, oh, are you ready for the bad news? Yeah. I know. So her and the other girl, so the two people in the showcase showdown, Unfortunately, they both overbid. <gasps> they both a double bust. It was a double bust. Ah, <laughs> the worst. So what happened? They just I had to go home know. losers. We went home losers, just with a foosball table that's waiting at the Buffalo border for us. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they couldn't even Guys, ship it. it. They couldn't even ship. Pay the extra to ship it over the border. Do you believe that? So you have to pay taxes on all the prices. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not prices prices. Yeah. My sister had to sign all these documents. Yeah, it's pretty serious once you win. So from the time that you showed up at the building for Price is Right to when you left, what? how much time had spanned? Like, what was the? Uh, what was your day like? five-hour process. Wow. Wow. Hours. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, damn it, Maury. Damn, damn it, Maury. When did you go to? Two years ago. Maury went to Price is Right two years ago. He didn't even get on Contestants Row. But Maury thought that the, the key to getting on was having a funny, punny T-shirt, right? Yeah, so I had a big yellow shirt that said on the front of it, Drew, how much would you bid for this? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, but here's the great part is that Maury went all the way down there with hopes of getting on the prices right and getting into the showcase showdown. But Maury, what was the grand prize at the end of yours? Oh, the grand prize was a boat tour of the Toronto Harbor. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It was a trip to Toronto. It was basically a flight home. Oh my God, Crazy. Yeah. Aphrodite, thank you very much for your text. Thank you for listening to the Raza Mocha Show. Congratulations to your sister Maria for making it onto The Price is Right. Thank you so much, guys.
guys, honestly, such an experience. If you ever get a chance, you must go. Just the vibe is just, it's surreal. It's just unbelievable. It was amazing. And you guys rock. I listen to you every single day. Love oh, you. I'm so nice. You. So great. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. You know what? It's Mocha. Oh, wow. There you go. Great. <laughs> Thank you, Aphrodite. I love your name. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Love ya. Bye. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Close to the end of the school year for a lot of people and a lot of the graduations are happening. And there's a school principal in... West Virginia, who was sitting there at their graduation, listening to their principal give the graduation speech. Yeah. And the principal plagiarized almost his entire speech to the students. Okay. But the speech that he plagiarized was Ashton Kutcher's speech from the 2013 Kids' Choice Awards. What? So if you remember the Ashton Kutcher speech, it was actually really good. So let's no, I play. Don't, I don't remember. Oh, you don't? Because <laughs> it was 2013. Oh, that's when he started talking about it. He started quoting like Steve Jobs and all this stuff, right? Okay, so here is the Parkersburg High School principal, uh, Kenny DeMoss. W- clip one of Kenny DeMoss's graduation speech. And the greatest thing about that was that I never had a job in my life that I was better than, that I was too good for. I was always lucky to just have a job. And every job I had was a stepping stone to my next job. And I never quit my job until I had my next job. And so opportunities for me look like hard work. Okay, so so that, okay, so there's that. And now let's play Ashton Kutcher from the 2013 Kids' Choice Awards. And I've never had a job in my life oh, no. that I was better than. I was always just lucky to have a job. And every job I had was a stepping stone to my next job. And I never quit my job until I had my next job. And so opportunities look a lot like work. Oh, wow. That's like legit word for work. Do you have another example over there? Yes. The most intriguing or the most attractive or the most interesting thing in the entire world about a person is being really smart and being thoughtful and being generous Everything else, I promise you, is just crap. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, Ashton Kutcher. The sexiest thing in the entire <laughs> world <laughs> is being really smart. And being thoughtful. And being generous. Everything else is crap. I promise you. <laughs> so then what they did is they actually took both speeches. They took uh, Principal Kenny DeMoss's graduation speech and then they took Ashton Kutcher's um, uh, speech from the 2013 Kids' Choice Awards and they put them over top of each other just to show you how close they actually are. I believe that opportunity looks a lot like hard work. When I was a kid growing up... When I was 13, I had my first job with my dad carrying shingles up to the roof. Company carrying shingles up and down a ladder to a roof. Oh my God. And I've never, never had, had a job, job in my life... In my life. ...that I was better than. That I was better than. I was always, I was always lucky, lucky to, have a to just have a job. <laughs> and every job I had was I a stepping stone to my next job. And I never quit my job until I had my next job. Until I had my next job. And so opportunities look a lot like... Opportunities for me look like hard work.
Okay. Um, <laughs> By the way, that is a, uh, a school principal in West Virginia who did the commencement speech, the graduation speech at the high school, and uh, he completely ripped off Ashton Kutcher's 2013 Kids' Choice Award speech. Uh, Maury, I take it you are not the valedictorian at your high school. Not even close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Not even close. Did you try out? Did you? Well, I didn't get the invitation to try out. Right, because oh. I'm thinking this is something you would do. You would just like completely plagiarize somebody's Kids' Choice Awards speech. Well, oh, could you write, it, could you write a valedictorian speech? Because I know you were I've not valedictorian. When I went to my brother Daniel's graduation, yes. someone else did one of those. Right. And I was witnessing it, and I've seen them in movies. Here's what I would like to do. Um, here's what I would like to do. I would like, Maury, if you could, and you can take a couple of days to do this. Maybe Thursday's a great day to do this. Mm-hmm. Where could you take the week and write a valedictorian speech and deliver it on this show for people who are graduating this week? It would be my week? honor. It would be your honor. Wow. Well, can I wear one of the caps? You can, can do I, anything I you want. You can do anything you want. I'm just saying that I think it would be great for us to deliver a valedictorian speech for everybody who is graduating. Because maybe you wind up with a crap valedictorian like this principal in West Virginia who decided to plagiarize Ashton Kutcher. Maybe you end up with that kind of crap speech at your your graduation. I think we should give people the valedictorian speech that they absolutely deserve. For the honor. You're crying right now? Why are you crying right now? Because you asked me to do a valedictorian speech. Okay, we do a comedy show, Maureen. Keep going. Let's put things in perspective here. (laughs) Didn't didn't ask because I thought it was going to be great. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. At a big event last night, and I met a, a bunch of people who are very excited about Dammit Maury's uh, valedictorian speech that we're going to do on Thursday. Oh. Because there was a story, yes, I don't know what, some school principal ripped off uh, his entire valedictorian speech for his graduating class. And it was the principal that did it. And he ripped off Ashton Kutcher's speech from the 2013 Kids' Choice Awards. So we started talking about valedictorian speeches. And Maury obviously was not his valedictorian. Okay, can you Uh, at least, just for the sake of argument, be like, it's unfortunate that you didn't get to be selected. But it's not, though, because you were never in the running. No, but why would you go, obviously? But it's unfortunate that I haven't gone to space, but I'm not an astronaut. Yeah. Like it's no, but you have the opportunity. You have the opportunity to be no, a doesn't. valedictorian. At some point, you did. I'm sure. You of course, could I have. did. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you so, on the other hand, so Maury's been working on your valedictorian speech, and this is for because it is graduation season right now, and we're just sort of getting the tail end of prom season. And there's a lot of people who may either miss out on their graduation or seeing a fantastic valedictorian speech. Uh, There are people who maybe even won't even get the opportunity, but they still want to sort of have that feeling this time of year of hearing inspirational words from somebody who helps them guide their life into the future. Have you given it any thought, Dan Warren? I've been taking this incredibly seriously. Okay, good. Oh, good. And what can you, what, what sort of themes are you working yeah. on? Like, are you... Success. Yes. And the road to it. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, so specifics then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have and like... And I'm treating it as though we're all in the class together. Like, I'm treating okay. it as though we've done this journey. Sure. Not finished. Oh, okay. Together. Okay. Finished. Okay. <laughs> so you're putting yourself back in high school then? Is that the Well, I was thinking more like college. Okay, sure, fair enough. Uh, do you have anything you can read to us right now? Like, is there I a do, little... I have a line. A, 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 a taste. Is there, do you have a title yet? 
Do you need a title for it? I don't know. I guess valedictorian speech dot dot by, dot. by Maury. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, okay. What okay. can you give? Just a little okay. taste. Yeah. Here yeah. you go. Yeah. The road to success is paved with bumps and potholes. If you can weave your way around them, the four-way stop is all yours. Wow. Okay. So grade six metaphors all the way through across the board on this. You mean this has Hold been on. done before? <laughs> <laughs> can you read that again? Gladly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gladly. I, I, I can't have any music here. Because okay. Okay. And now is this, what part of the speech is this? I need to know. Oh, this is pretty close to the start. It is. Yeah. Oh, oh, this wow. sets the tone. It's kind of almost after, we made it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So and again, again, again with the teeth. With the we made it or this? No, the freaking line. Okay. Yeah. The road to success is paved with bumps and potholes. If you can weave your way around them, the four-way stop is all yours. Okay. The four-way stop is all yours. Okay, so let's the four-way stop representing yeah. the success. Okay. So, so the- like, I get to the four-way stop first, so then it's my turn to proceed before the other cars or people, let's does, say, get to the four-way stop? Or does the four-way stop represent choices? Exactly. That's it right there, Mocha. Had you thought of that before I just said this? Nope. Okay. This, this has been very emotional to do. Why? Because I'm I'm putting myself in my headspace as, yeah. what if? Is there a chance you're going to cry while you do this? Very good. Oh chance. my god, this is awesome. This is awesome. Should we get gowns? I already have one on order. <laughs> Oh, the square thing with the rope? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I have. Order, yeah, I think, order, order two more. I'm into this. Yeah, we need, I think we need, oh, we hell need yeah. gowns. Oh, hell yeah. Do this oh, up. hell we yeah. Need gowns. Can you get a podium? I we need a podium in here. Oh, wow. Yes, okay. I've never been more excited for Thursday anything in my life. Is Thursday's okay. graduation gowns. day on the Ross Morgan Show. Do we need certificates? <laughs> no. You, you wouldn't get one anyway, Morgan. The commencement speech, the graduation speech, the valedictorian speech of a lifetime is coming up Thursday the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Welcome to graduation day, everybody. Hi. It's so good to be here. All that hard work paid off. We're finally here. Mom and dad are so happy. You look great in your cap and gown. Thanks. Mocha. You really do. Yeah? Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. Cool. Hat's a little big, but that's okay. You're working it. Yeah? Yeah. I can't. Which way? Yeah. Oh, wow. It spins yeah. all the way around. <laughs> that's what she said. Which way is straight? That like will put the peak in the front. Yeah, I think that that's how it goes. Okay, I think cool. that that's how it goes. All right. Uh, so we are getting ready for our valedictorian address. Damn it, Maury is uh, your valedictorian of 2019 for the Razamoka show. The selection process, by the way, not based on academic merit in any way. <laughs> What's that more? Why can't it be? What do you mean? Because it just wasn't, because then you wouldn't be there. Okay, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the goal of today, more on graduation day, is you got to send these kids off feeling inspired. You got to send these kids off feeling accomplished and driven and ready to just do good. That's what I'm here for, and that's what we're going to do. That's the goal. So, graduating class of 2019 and the Raza Mocha Show on KISS 92.5, please welcome this year's valedictorian, Damn It, Maury. Woo! Damn it, Maury! Ladies and gentlemen, my fellow graduates, is it me, or did it just get hotter in here by one degree? 
It is a true honor for me to deliver this valedictorian speech today. Thank you for trusting me with the task of giving you the wisdom you need to take the next step in life. First, I feel I need to thank our teachers for the patience they had with us over the years, for holding our hands as we learn things we'll forget in a year, because that's how the brain works. We did it. We did it. We all had a vision. And what is a vision if not the eyes to our dreams and the tunnel to our hope? A vision is simply the light shining on what you can obtain. If you can see it and reach for it and touch it, it is clearly obtainable. So touch your dreams and make that vision into vision, not vision off. <laughs> okay. We sprinkled a little bit of luck here and there, sure, but mostly, mostly, it was us who made today happen. And we should all allow ourselves to feel proud of it. Today is like the ding on the microwave. When something is done, ding! We've waited for so long, and now the sound announces that we made it happen. The food you've cooked is the key to all your future plans, your degree. Use it wisely and savor a flavorful tomorrow. I'm reminded of Wendy's founder, Dave Thomas, when he once said, You can't have a clean floor with a dirty mop bucket. To be successful, you need to take care of the basics. We've accomplished that masterfully. Today is the start of the rest of your life and the end of what is now behind us. The road to success is paved with bumps and potholes. If you can weave your way around them, the four-way stop is all yours. You know, my dad always taught me to, to know your limits and create little goals for yourself. They're easier to reach. <laughs> Let me leave you with this. Uh -huh. Look to the person to your right and your left. Uh -huh. Blink twice to take a <laughs> mental photo of them in this moment. Frame these pictures in your mind. They are pictures of pure potential, of raw, not yet sculpted gold. You have the exceptional opportunity to be both sculpture and sculptor of your future. Make something of yourself so that when you, when you meet again in 20 years' time with the people sitting next to you, they'll find you looking better than ment the mental picture that you took today. Oh, and congratulate yourself. <laughs> Thank you and enjoy! <laughs> Maury's hat just fell off. Uh, I'm so, I'm so glad you're sitting right next to me. <laughs> Dude, hold on. Let me, let me, let me look at you, let me look at you real quick and blink what? twice. Okay, okay. Ready? One, yeah, one, one, two, two. Now three. you go, now you go, now okay. you go. Okay. Okay, there we go. <laughs> 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 uh, how do you think you did more? You think you inspired oh, the class? Oh my gosh, that's yeah. one for the ages. Okay, this hands hurt my head, man. <laughs> yeah, I take. Thank you, Mocha, for being sitting next to me this yeah. whole time. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Can I just say that? Uh, some of the texts that came through for oh. Damon Mori's um, a valedictorian speech. <laughs> I'm still a year away from graduation. And Maury's making me not want to graduate. <laughs> oh, ouch. Wow.
Wow. That's pretty harsh, bro. That's harsh. Yeah. Uh, graduation was fun. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic, man. Fantastic speech, Maury. Oh, somebody just it's better to be a vision than a vision. Somebody just texted in going, there's a speech that'll never be plagiarized. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, how would you? Yeah. You'd want to like... It would, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Congratulations, like, Maury. Uh, with all the spelling and grammatical errors. On uh, on writing a speech that would be impossible to plagiarize because nobody ever would. Because it'll always be attributed back to me. Attributed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just it like will- when you turn and look to the person <laughs> sitting right next to you. <laughs> That will always be attributed uh, back to you. So uh, congratulations on that. There were, where's your speech? Can you, let me, there's one part of it that, of your speech. When he that, quoted Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's? Okay, so there was that, talking about cleaning up with a dirty bucket of water. Yeah, yeah, there was that. No, there's one part here. Let me find it. Uh, what was your graduation like, Maury? I didn't go. You didn't go because you weren't invited. No, no, or I didn't you... go because I had to complete stuff during the summer. Oh, <laughs> shit, That's oh, when you get the certificate that says yeah. Maury Sherman completed high school. They took out the word successfully. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, okay, this part here of, yeah. the, of the speech. Okay? okay, yeah, go for it. That was like pretty confusing. Yeah. That. I mean, the, the, the entire thing is confusing. Yes. But when Maury said, we did it, we did it. We all had a vision. And what is a vision if not the eyes to our dreams and the tunnel to our hope? A vision is simply the light shining on what you can obtain. If you can see it and reach for it and touch it, it is clearly obtainable. So touch your dreams and make that vision into vision and not vis off. Right. One of my favorite parts of the entire Maury's speech. Making word salad. Words, 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 yeah. words, words, <laughs> words, words. Mix them up, mix them up, mix them up, mix them up. Words, words, words. I'll words, simplify words. it to you for you. Oh, please. Okay, yes. Your eyes. Okay, thanks. Uh, I thought it was a hell of a speech, man. I feel inspired. I am gonna like have the best day ever now. Did you not feel inspired at all? Uh, when his dad gave him that great advice to know your limits and set small goals because they're easy to obtain. Right. I would say more confused than inspired, but I could see how people could draw inspiration yes. from yes. Maury's enthusiasm yes. behind the podium. You know, this is the greatest goal, like the greatest achievement of my life to have two incredibly smart people dissect something oh I wrote. Oh my God. It's like wow. your, your dad's advice is like, OLG, it's like know your limit, live with it. <laughs> Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Hello, Jen. Welcome to the Ross and Mocha Show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Jen, you've been a loyal, loyal, loyal fan of the show since its inception in 2009. So first of all, thank you very much for listening for that long. Well, thank you for being so awesome and making me want to listen. Um, Jen, you wrote us this. Uh, Razamoka FML, I lost my mom very unexpectedly and I'm struggling to find a new normal. She helped me financially and emotionally and now I am truly on my own with my two kids. They are adults but still living at home and need help. How do I do all of this on my own? with no help from anyone. Thank you. Love you guys. Listen every day. Uh, Sorry about your mom. Yeah, thank you. How long ago was it? 
Uh, February. February. Okay. Oh, so still very new. I lost my husband seven years ago. Yeah. And then my mom died like a couple of days before the anniversary of his death. How old are you? I am 42. How old are your kids? Uh, they are 20 and 21. Okay. How are they de- dealing with everything? How are they doing? Not great at all. Yeah. Uh, honestly, um, both of them have had struggled with mental health issues for a long time. Mm-hmm. They have been in and out of treatment. Um, my youngest has tried to hurt himself a few times. So they need, like, they need a little bit more extra help than maybe a neurotypical 20 and 21 year old. You know, in situations like this, uh, because I lost my dad when I was rather young and you are now, and your kids, you know, are now part of a club, you know, that nobody ever wants to be a part of, which is somebody who's, you know, whose parent died. And yeah. it's, it's a terrible club to belong to. And the people who are not in that club will never understand what it feels like to be in that club. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you come to the realization, and it's a harsh realization, and that is all dads die, all yeah. moms die at some point. Yeah. And it's something that everybody is most likely going to have to deal with in, in their life. But I, I will say this to you because I know you're struggling and you no longer have that person and that support and that sort of wall to lean against when you can't stand anymore. And yeah. the thing that you need to realize is you, the, everything that your mom was to you, right? Um, mm-hmm. You are now to your boys. Yes. Okay, so everything that you miss about your mom, all the support and the love and the feeling that, you know, as bad as it gets, it's never going to get that bad because she's there. Um, mm-hmm. You need to provide all of that for your kids. It's your turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrible turn to take. And the reasons behind it being your turn are just so unbelievably tragic. Um, but, you know, she was the person she was to you. So you could be that person to your kids. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's not, and mm-hmm. I know it's your mom and everything else, but it's not about you anymore. It's about, yeah. you know, it's, it's about your kids and you got to take everything she did for you and everything you learned. And as awesome as she was, and you got to pass that on. Hey, Jen, yeah. uh, one of the things that I remember Roz had mentioned um, a while ago that kind of stuck with <laughs> me that I think might be a fantastic thing for you and uh, your kids to do together as a family, doing some of the things that your ma love to do. Yeah. Some of her favorite things, whether it is sitting down together and watching one of her favorite shows or going to one of her favorite restaurants or even ordering in some of her favorite food uh, as a way to remember her but also celebrate what a wonderful human being she was. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, my mom absolutely loved listening to you guys on Friday morning. Yeah. Oh, wow, and nice. She would, <laughs> she would always call me and she never said DJ Climax's name right. No. Yeah. But she would always call me and say, did you listen? So now, like, every Friday morning when I listen to you guys, that's one of the things, like, I always remember. And now either one of one of my kids will always call me and say, did you listen this morning and did you hear what they did? And, you know. That's awesome. (laughs) See? So there's one thing. No, and and Mocha's right. I will will say when, when you're dealing with loss, there's a lot of triggers that will ruin your day. And I, I always found that it was easier to embrace the triggers, to own the triggers, 
Um, and, and instead of letting a trigger ruin my day, I would immediately, because I, I, I forced myself to embrace them, that then those thoughts wouldn't become heartbreaking. They would become heartwarming, Yeah, you know, and, yes. and you, you embrace those triggers, right? That's what you, yeah. that's what you do. And, uh, and I think you're, you're a hundred percent capable of doing this, you know? And it's just a matter of trying to find, um, the strength every day, yeah. you know, that's the, that's and the, hard, that's the hardest out. thing in the world. Finding strength every day is the hardest hardest thing in the world to do but you got this that's what i'm trying to do because I'll, t- I'll tell you why because you have no choice that's very true yeah Ho- hope we uh helped a little bit jen i think yes you did and yeah. if nothing else you know you maybe realize that i do i can do this and i think can. i just needed somebody to tell me that i can do this yeah. of course you can jen uh we are sending you and uh your daughter and your son like an infinite amount of love thank you so much for reaching out thank you for listening and uh, if there's anything else that we can do for you I mean don't ever hesitate to call us okay all right take All care right, guys thank you Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life only on KISS uh, there's a reggae artist from Jamaica who now calls Toronto home who's become somewhat of a staple in Raptor fandom his name is Louis Rankin. Oh, is this the guy that my kids said sound like a pirate? Yeah. Okay. And in the 90s, he had a song called Typewriter that people love. Original gun come to boom it up. Louis Rankin, they are my friend. Original gun come to boom it up. The sweet daddy him come back again. Dan Dada. Now he's a super cat man. You a Dan Dada. Me fling to And in the late 90s, he was in a movie called Belly with DMX and Nas. Oh, yeah. So since the Toronto Raptors started their playoff run, he's popped up on Instagram throwing his support behind the Raptors, often rocking Raptor gear. I am the original Jamaican Dandara. Yo, don't ever say nothing about <laughs> the Raptors no more, man. Ever! He calls them Raptors. In Milwaukee, game five, they won by six. Came back home to game six in the six. And won by six. That's three six. Them talk about the mark of the beast. Well, okay. I guess we are the mark of the mother beast. Oh, hey, go. Drake, them gone to bomba <laughs> far down, man. Fire upon them raptures. <laughs> Fire upon them raptures. <laughs> so, before every game, he's been releasing more and more videos on yeah. Instagram, gaining more and more popularity. The original Jamaican that said raptures to the world. We like curry chicken. We like curry goat. We like <laughs> curry red snapper, but we don't like Stefan Curry. All wow. right. <laughs> so there's four of these videos. The latest one was released yesterday. Yeah. And I guess Louis Rankin listens to the Razamoga show. Oh, no. Shout out to Louis Rankin. Oh, no. I, I can't it. tell you the amount of people that sent this video to me yesterday, really? yeah. either through text or hit me on DM. Oh, this is so being great. Being like, did you hear what Big Ox? <laughs> How do we get him to come in? Can he come in? Does he live here? He's in Toronto. He lives, I don't know exactly which neighborhood oh, in Toronto. He's got to come in, man. But we hang he lives in dude. Toronto now. This is how yesterday's video on his Instagram, on Louis Rankin's Instagram started. I love it. Are you ready for yeah, this? please. Kiss 92.5. Roz, Moke, and Murray. 
Listen, they run up on me in belly, just like they tried to run up on the Raptors in the Scotia Center. <laughs> and we murdered them in game one. All right, they got to win game two. We are going to the bay. And it's going to be when they run up on me in belly, well, we running up on you in your house. Leonard, Van Vliet, Siakam, Ibaka, Green, and the bench. Listen. 90 seconds me ago now before the game done. Murder everything on that bay and return to the six. And let's say, champion puppy! I couldn't tell at the beginning if he was saying nice stuff about us or if he didn't like us. <laughs> I just like that on Louis Rankin's Instagram, he starts out by saying... Kiss 92.5, Roz, Moak, and Murray. Moak. Hey! Go around and go! The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, Meg, welcome to the Ronza Mocha Show. How are you? I'm good. Better now. Okay. We're so excited to talk to you because you commented on Instagram and we wanted to get you on the radio to go through everything, okay? Okay. This is what you wrote to us. Do each of you know what your significant others do and would you be able to describe it to people in a social situation? I just heard my yeah. boyfriend explain what I do and it was so far <laughs> off from what I actually do, I felt like Chandler from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Meg, what yeah. do you do, and how did your boyfriend describe it to other people? Okay, so I work, um, I'm an admin assistant in accounts payables for promotional products companies. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know what he said? Yeah, what did he say? She makes bags. <laughs> Get out of here. He said that you make bags? We import and imprint and distribute bags, among other things. Yeah. Right. But to him, I make bags. Wow. I kind of work in the bag factory. <laughs> so what was the conversation like between you and him on your way home from that event? He's like, babe, do you think that that's actually what I do? Like, I go and work in a warehouse? And he's like, no, you know, same thing. Oftentimes in situations like this, people will oversimplify um, what their significant other does, maybe because they don't think that the person they're telling would fully understand? It could be that. Like, does or that sound it like a... the fact that he's got a one-word job. Right. <laughs> he's a plumber. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a plumber. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. Oh, Do you know, man. Mocha, because uh, Jenna um, worked in HR forever, right? Yeah. Okay. She works in HR. That's all I... It's corporate HR for a big construction company. So that's not really even something that you have to explain, no, right? No, not at all. Like, people know, as soon as you say, what does your, your wife do? You're like, she works in HR for a construction company. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. I know exactly what yeah. she does. And you can explain what Catherine does. She takes pictures of people for a living. <laughs> yeah, like, she's a it's the most. Yeah. Dan Mori? Matthew's a publicist at CTV. Right. Matthew's yeah. a publicist. I don't know. Do people know, know fully what publicists do, though? I don't know if I've had to explain. Humans. I actually have had to explain it. I'm like, yeah. he works on shows like Law and Order. Right. But doing what, though? Good. Yeah. Then I, you know, he works, he does publicity. But for, what does that mean? No one's ever gone that far. Okay. But okay, explain so, it. So you he, can't even explain. 
explain what your husband does. He, I, for he living. writes press releases and talks about you know <laughs> how is, well shows are doing. A, what is then, a press release? You, you know, like a, an email with a story about how well a show so is doing. So your husband sends emails about TV shows. Yeah, and then he may you know book interviews like with you know the talent, the celebrities for. So he interviews shows. people. No, he books the interviews. What does that mean? He books like the interviews. he sets up the interviews. Like when we have a guest on the Rosamoka show, yeah. it's him I would deal with. Okay, so but what is he? So how does he work on Law and Order? Like if Mariska Hargitay is available for phone interviews or for coming to town, right. he would set them well, up. Well, he doesn't work on Law and Order. No, but I say that because it just, sounds cool. I know, but I just thought you said he worked on Law and Order. Well, no, but it sounds cooler when you say he works on Law but and Order. But that's not ex- actually what he does. Sort that's, of. that's the equivalent of saying my wife makes bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a story you should go with. What does Matthew do, your husband? Yeah. Oh, he makes bags. He makes bags. <laughs> because honestly, if I met you at a cocktail oh, yeah. party, I'd be like, you know, see that little guy over there? His husband works for Law and Order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that show. What's Mariska right? like? Yeah, and he would say, "I have no idea." Yeah, exactly. You do, you don't even know. You yeah. just. I think Maury's problem is it's not that Maury doesn't know what his husband does. Just Maury has an in, he's incapable of just being honest. But I, and even with our jobs, like nobody would have a hard time describing what we do at all. Well, that's the thing. You guys have easy jobs to describe. Radio yeah. personality. Yeah, no. You know, I know what I find like kind of offensive though. What's that? When I. I I mean, I shouldn't find it offensive yeah. because I know the work that goes into putting a show like this together yeah. is when I meet people and they're like, oh, what are your hours like? When are you on the radio? Oh, we're on the radio from mm. 6 till 10 a.m. every day. And then their answer is, oh, but you just like put on the microphone and you talk. There's like nothing really that goes into that. Right. Yeah. Right? But uh, yeah. like behind the scenes, like I know what goes into putting a show like this together. It's just the perception that some people have is that we just turn on the microphones and talk. That sounds better than what my husband says when he yeah, comes he home. Yeah, he makes bags. No, when he says it about me, he goes, yeah, but you come home and sleep all day. Right. Yeah, but you really yeah, but do you go home do. and sleep all day. <laughs> but don't say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Maury is, I realize that Maury's on the same sleep schedule as my three cats. <laughs> <laughs> they, they wake up with me, they wake up with me at 4 a.m. and they just start screaming for food. <laughs> Then at about 11, they sleep till dinner time. (laughs) Then they just scream about food again. And And at some point during the day, they cough up a big nasty hairball. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. And then they, uh, and then they fall asleep after, uh, after Big Bang Theory. So that's like, that's just it. Meg, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your question on Instagram. Thanks so much for taking my call. Honestly, I've been binging the podcast. You guys are amazing. Hilarious. Uh, We love you. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite, Meg? Okay. So I knew you were going to ask this. And my friend at work who turned me on to the show's favorite is Mocha, but hands down mine is Roz. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, have fun at work today making bags. Also, another quality that Maury has similar to my cats is at least once a day I look at one of my cats and I go, what is stuck to your butt? (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I want to talk about dodgeball real quick because there's an article in the, where's this article from? Yeah, today. Um, there's an article in the National Post, and I've been really hoping that it's parody, and I'm making a huge mistake even doing this, but I couldn't find anywhere in the description of it being parody at all. Oh, no. Was it dangerous now? So let me read you this. Strap in, people. It's uh, going to take a minute. Oh, no. Okay, hold on. Let me sit. Uh, so here's the, uh, here's the headline for you. 
Okay. Uh, dodgeball isn't just problematic. It's an unethical tool of oppression, researchers say. Oh, come on! Thousands Enough! of academics are gathering in Vancouver for the annual Congress of the Humanities and Social Sciences from June 1st to 7th. They will present papers on everything from child marriage uh, in Canada to why dodgeball is problematic. The games children play in schoolyards are famously horrible if you stop and think about them. Tag, for example, singles out one poor participant, often the slowest kid, as the dehumanized it, quote-unquote, who runs vainly in pursuit of quicker ones. Capture the flag is nakedly militaristic, but none rouse the passion of reform-minded educational progressives quite like dodgeball, they say. The team sport in which players throw balls at each other, trying to hit their competitors and banish them to the sidelines of shame. Yo, shut up! Okay, with I'm all telling this. you, man. I hope, like, I hope this I'm. I, I hope I got this whole thing wrong. No, but let I, kids play dodgeball. Whatever, okay, it's a fun game. Okay. When the when the Canadian you're society playing with the ball, you're not playing with knives. When you're not they meet, knives at each other. When they meet, when they meet. Okay, a trio of education theorists will argue that dodgeball is not only problematic in the modern sense of displaying hierarchies of privilege based on athletic skill, uh, but it is also outright miseducative. Dodgeball is not just simply unhelpful. To the development of kind and gentle children who will become decent citizens of a liberal democracy. It is actively harmful to the process, they say. Dodgeball is a tool of oppression. So, Shut like up. I said, I hope I'm getting this com- completely wrong. Me and, too. Like, it's parody and everything else. Like, I've never wanted to be more wrong in my life, but I couldn't get past the dodgeball isn't just problematic. It's an unethical tool of oppression headline. I couldn't get past that. And I'm sorry for sharing it. I really am. And I hope that I like, I don't know. Maybe I got it wrong. Like maybe I completely missed the point of this article. Get a life nerds. I don't know. I don't know. But to me, like that's, you can't function as an adult in a world that is real tough. The world's really tough if you expect to be protected from everything. You can't, you will not survive. And if everybody moves in this direction, we are all doomed. We're all bloody doomed. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's your name? Hey, my name's Tracy. I'm an elementary school phys ed teacher, and I'm listening to you guys about the dodgeball. Yeah. I want to know who these people are that are going to this conference and complaining because we don't even play that kind of dodgeball anymore. We've made it much more inclusive. So, like, kids are still getting the traditional throw and try and hit somebody. But at the same time, we add different layers. Like, for example, if a kid gets hit, uh, they're not necessarily out. They might run to the side and do 10 jumping jacks and then join the other team. Right. Or something like that, right? Or the kids who are super competitive, um, I might say, okay, I'm going to tap the heads of kids who have to throw with their left hand. So then I go to the best kids in the class and make them throw with their opposite hand, right? Plus, kids need to learn to lose a little bit. Losing is good. Yeah. I agree. But also, dodgeball, when you get hit, you're out. Plain and simple. No jumping jacks. No throwing with the opposite arm. No fear is fair. I hear what you're saying. No. I hear what you're saying. But on the other hand, right, for example, I love that I'm athletic, right? So Mm. no matter what we do in class, I would have probably excelled as a kid, and I loved it. But those kids who are really shy or awkward or whatever it may be, they don't. So when you add these layers, then they do feel a little bit more successful. And we want healthy kids to be healthy adults, right? right. So, so they feel confident as a kid, yes. then they'll feel more confident as adults. Yeah, but we'll have to like, learn to lose. Like, that's all part of life. You're not going to win at everything, right? Life's not always going to be fair for you. Yes. Totally. So and what I try to 
do instead is give them like team losses rather than individual losses. Because I was just going to say that dodgeball is a team sport, okay? And you have to, it it becomes about the individual when you get a hot shot on one side of a dodgeball court who's convinced that he or she is going to be the the, the last one standing, right? Exactly. But, but, But convincing people that dodgeball is a team sport and if one person wins, the whole team wins. Uh, exactly. You then get people playing in a team mentality with dodgeball, and then you get people who are the sort of more athletic and superior on a dodgeball court strategizing to keep their uh, their partners, their teammates alive. And that is how you sort of build it. It's not an individual who stands there and gets nailed by a ball because they need they need blockers. They need protectors. Everybody has to put their own sort of place on that court on the line in order for the team to survive. But for some reason, dodgeball is now a tool of oppression. I know, and I think that's crazy. And another thing that we can do is we'll literally assign kids those jobs so they feel important they have that job like we'll tell them ahead of time your job is to be a blocker your job is just you guys are working in two together so they have to decide who to throw at so they know that they have like a role and when everybody has a role they feel more successful or confident but this oppression thing that's crap (laughs) that's that's crap and tag come on that's like the classic game. That's what kids naturally want to do is run and chase after each other. No, you're a, you're a, you're a dehumanized it, according to these researchers. <laughs> you know, these that- researchers that put this article, article together, yeah. they sound like the sore losers who could never win at any of these games. I agree. And you know what, guys? I really want you to send Dammit Mori to my school and put him in a tag game. I want to see what happens. You want Dammit Mori to play tag? Yeah, at my school. Send him, please. Hold on. Please. You want Dammit Mori, a 40-year-old yes. man, yes. to be, quote-unquote, it, right? Running after children? You know, no, Maury- we'll see if he gets dehumanized. Yeah, you, you know, you know, Maury has a wheeze, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You have a heart attack right in that gym, <laughs> Maury. Do you think you could oh catch? A, do you think you could catch a kid? <laughs> that sounds so no, weird. you know what I mean. I don't mean like catch a kid, but it's, but, but do you think that you could? I think, think just based could... on how you asked that, I should say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Now that I rethink it, probably best to just say no. Hey, yeah, no. Tracy, oh, yeah. my goodness. thanks so much for calling <laughs> thanks, in today, guys. You guys are the best. Have a good one. You love too. You. Love you. Thanks. Love you guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me ask you a question. I'll ask it to you. Yeah. And I'll ask it to anybody who would have an answer when it comes to tickets. What do you mean? What tickets? Like a, like a parking ticket or oh, like any oh, yeah. sort of car ticket, I guess. What do you like a violation? A yeah. car ticket. You can tell I'm a new driver. <laughs> so, okay. So you get a sticker on your car, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So I got a sticker on my car when I got my truck. Okay. Fair enough. And... The truck doesn't stay in the city with me. It lives somewhere else for okay. most of the time. Yeah. And then so it's rare that I have it. And then I didn't realize because I've never had to renew a sticker that I needed to renew a sticker. And so I, my sticker ran out. It said uh, May 19, right? So May. We, May. We just passed May. Okay. Okay. So, which is fine. No problem. So then I realize that I need to drive the truck back into the city. Yeah. So I go online and I order like a new sticker because it was like sure. late Friday. I didn't realize it. There's no service Ontario open anywhere. So I'm like, I go online and I, and I get it and I order up the sticker. Yeah. And then so I come back to the city and I've already ordered the sticker. Yeah. So it's in their system. And I didn't get pulled over and given a ticket because somebody saw that my sticker was... Old on my truck. Okay. 
I came home and I specifically parked my truck, got a parking pass, parked my truck in the street of my neighborhood, everything else. Yeah. So it's there. It's on the street. Nobody's in it. Okay. And then I come outside and I have a ticket on yes. my car yes. because my car is parked with an outdated sticker on it. Yeah, so it, has a, it still has an outdated sticker on but, it. But it's parked. It doesn't matter. It could have been parked there for two weeks. It's because sure. You, it's because, could have been. It's because you parked it on a city street versus in your driveway. But I have a permit to park on a city street. But because it's on a city street with an outdated sticker, that's why. It has nothing to do with your parking yeah. permit. Yeah, you, but you I'm allowed. Necessarily like my, have to be, my permit on that street is the same as the permit property. for my, for my driveway. If driveway and it was outdated sticker, they can't touch you. But you're on a public street. The parking pass has nothing to but do with it. But you can't get a bloody ticket for a sticker when you're parked. I'm sure you can. I yeah, mean, you did. That's ridiculous. Like, I'm sure it's not yeah. illegal. Nah, that's, that's a street. overstep. That's yeah. a, I, I specifically sure. didn't drive because my I was waiting for the new sticker. So right. I left it there. On a public street. Yeah, but how do they know? There's no way for them to know whether that car had been sitting there, let's say from the end of April up until the time. But they're not the judge of that. But it's, that's why, because it's on. But a it's already street. June, and your sticker's outdated, so they can they are the judge of that. That your car is out on the street. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't have got the ticket if you did nothing wrong. But I didn't do anything wrong. The car's there. Like it's it's sure. just sitting there. But in Mocha's defense, you could have drove it there five minutes before that. The parking enforcement guy drove around. Right. Yeah, I could have drove it there. Um, Grammar. <laughs> now, I'm all, now I'm all screwed up. No, but I don't think that that's right. And whether it is right or it's wrong, whatever, sure. I don't know because I don't know the rules. Right. But to me, that seems a did bit not, of a bloody stretch. Did you not get a thing in the mail three months before the sticker was to expire? Probably. Well, <laughs> no, Everybody does. I don't yeah. know. Probably. Yeah, you did. The answer know. is yes. It's a brown you envelope. I don't know, man. No, it's not, you did. <laughs> I don't it's not know. a brown envelope. I don't know. It's white. No, brown envelopes are tickets, Maury. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You of all people yeah. should know that. Yeah, I don't know. But to me, that's an overstep. To me, if your sticker's expired and the car is parked, you can't ticket the car for an expired sticker. I don't know. You should have switched think... the car with Catherine's and put yours in the driveway, and then they, you wouldn't have gotten the ticket. It makes no sense. You're just mad because you got a ticket. Bro. No, I'm mad. No, I don't mind getting a ticket. Like, uh-huh. I got no problem with that. Like, if I was driving and got a ticket, I'd be like, yeah, right. you know what? I screwed up. I didn't stay on top of it. It's on me. But the t- car is parked, and I got a ticket for no, for, a, yeah. for an outdated Cause sticker. Because you had an expired sticker. No. Because you screwed up and... It doesn't and you, work yeah. that way. It Nothing does. else in the world works no, that way. It does, and that's why no. you got the ticket. Nah. So I fought it. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. A hundred percent I did. So when do you go to court? I don't know. No, I, I didn't even book a court date. I told them to just get rid of it. <laughs> Sorry, who did you tell? What's that? The people. What people? At the the the. the so you stepped out. Hold on, you stepped out on your porch and you were like, "Get rid of it." Yeah. Yeah. And who answered back? What's that? Who answered I'll back? I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're screwed. Hi, uh, it's Razamoka. What's going on? Hey, not much. The law in Ontario is you can't have a vehicle on the road without a legal sticker. That's just how it works. Okay, you shut up. <laughs> and, and here's the thing is you're lucky because it was parked. That's less. If they had caught you driving it from your driveway to the road, parking it, that would have been a worse ticket. No, no, no. But let me tell you something, bro. Okay, here's what I do know. If anybody punched up my plate in their system, mm-hmm. they would know that I've already purchased the sticker. Doesn't matter. Wait, hold on. Wait, yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Wait, wait. When did you purchase the sticker, though? In May. Oh, okay. On Friday. Yeah, on okay. Friday. Oh, which was May 31st. Yes. Okay, so it was still within. Yes. Right. 
So Do you have the sticker in your hand? No, because they send it to you. Well, then you should have ordered it earlier. You yeah. shut up. I told you yeah. to shut up once. Don't make me tell you three times. Yeah, true, though. <laughs> you can you tell get, me to shut up as much as I want. No. You're wrong. You get, you, get that, you, get no. that, you get that letter in the mail three months before no, the sticker you don't. expires. That's, first of all, that is complete fiction. <laughs> Uh, you do not. I've never met anybody who's got one of those letters. Okay? Right here. No. <laughs> on, the, no. on the other side, though, you know when it expires because it's literally on your car every day telling you when it's going to expire. Dude, who yeah. the hell looks at their license plate? Yeah. Every day when you do a walk-around check for your car. Oh, shut up. <laughs> See, I told you I was going to tell you three times. <laughs> you do the walk-around. You look, you look underneath. You kick the tires you a bit. walk-around? <laughs> yeah, man. It's called a circle check. You got to oh, do it. Oh, stop every it. Every time you drive. Stop you it. Know, this is the exact reason why you're my favorite. You don't do what a circle f- check Hold on, on a your second. car. What? Well, because he bitches and complains like this about this stuff. That's why he's my favorite. Stop it. Who does a circle <laughs> check? I, I defy every time. You shut up. That's four. Okay. <laughs> I, I I defy anybody right now. I challenge you to legitimately, legitimately yeah. admit to doing a circle check. Like, legitimately. Every, okay, everybody who drives a commercial vehicle, call in and tell them you no, do a no, no, check no, right no, now. No, 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 not a commercial vehicle. Regular folks. Well, you should. Regular folks. Not you guys who are on uppers who drive for a living 24 hours you a day. Don't, you don't want to make sure you don't have a flat tire or a cat under your car stop or maybe it. a child? Oh, stop child. it. Okay. Now you're ridiculous. <laughs> Shut up, Jason. Have a great day, Good man. Good one, guys. See ya. Later. Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. So because he purchased his uh, sticker online before his uh, renewal date, he can bring that uh, receipt of purchase to the court if he brings it to the court and uh, for his parking ticket, and he can uh, get it thrown out. But why can't I just, like, say it? Why do I have to go to court? <laughs> right, he don't want me. <laughs> you you think this keep, man's uh, going to waste his dude. day going down to court? I know, but you, you got to keep everyone employed, you know? The, the city doesn't run on, on nothing. No, no, he just doesn't like being out in public no, and mingling want, with regular folks. No, I don't want to go. I would rather pay the, the ticket than go to court, to be honest with you. There you go. Problem solved. Yeah. There you go. You yeah, can do that. I can't do that. I can't be down there with those people. People are going to think that I did something horrible if I'm down there. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi there, it's Roz and Mocha. Um, so I was listening to Roz talk about his ticket. I'm really sorry about that. But I'm actually one of those people who admittedly do a circle check. Oh. Okay, but here's my reason. is because I'm crazy and I've seen too many scary movies and I think someone essentially lives in my backseat. Oh, oh. So you're not doing a circle check for safety of higher pressure and your making- vehicle you're doing a check for murderers yes exactly oh so do you get like down on your hands and knees and look underneath the car as well uh no but only because i have a three-year-old and she does that for me right. oh wow damn. right hold on so if there's a murderer underneath the car that's gonna snatch up your three-year-old <laughs> no he's gonna leave the kid he doesn't want him he talks too much what did you watch when you were a kid that ruined you as an adult well i think the very first thing that we watched was we had a babysitter come over i was probably about five and she let us watch predator <laughs> predator <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for, oh my god yeah, so traumatizing for years yeah for years we used to say like the jello man was coming to get us because wow. the way he's like visor looks at people so yeah. now as an adult you do a circle check of your car to make sure there's not a predator in it well no it's evolved from predator but essentially yeah jeez <laughs> oh, man you don't think that this stuff ruins kids but that stuff ruins kids when, when my parents left us alone with a vhs of friday the 13th and this like in the late 70s, early 80s, whenever that was. That messed me up, and it messed me up forever. Like, it messed me up forever. My mom also used to have me terrified of refrigerators. Why? Because, for I don't know what happened. I think at some point, a kid found a refrigerator and went in it, 
and I couldn't get out and then they ran out of oxygen. And so my whole life, I was, my mom was always like, if you see a fridge, d- what do you do? And I'm like, you don't go in the fridge. And then, uh, but you never see a fridge, right? Yeah. And then one time you would see a fridge and the, th- the thought of and the sight of a fridge just sitting there unattended is now terrifying to me because to me that just looks like it murders children. Right. And then of course you realize that if you're in a fridge, you just kick the door open. Sure. It's not like it locks from the inside. No. You have, with enough pressure and force, yes. that door would swing open. If you can stand open. on the outside of a fridge and open the door, if you're inside of the fridge, you can kick the door open. If you're sitting somewhere and someone was trying to trap children in a fridge, wouldn't they lock up on the outside? Well, See, this listen. is why I do a circle check on my car. Okay, so oh now God. I'm going to start doing a circle check on my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling in today. Thanks, guys. The Rosin Mocha Show Podcast. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Susanna! Hello! Hi, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Ah, the big 2-0, and here you are on Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life! Wow, already oh, with the problems, so huh, weird. Susanna? Yeah, already yeah. with the problems. No okay. longer a teenager. Yeah. Welcome to the real no, world. No, thanks. I don't know if I'm going to like it. Yeah, you wrote us this. Uh, <laughs> I had difficulties living with my roommate in second year university. She never cleaned and never took responsibility for anything. We once made a list of things we each had to do. She fully lied about cleaning, which makes no sense to me because we were going to find out about this. Now, she only cared about herself, you say, and would only help out others if she got something out of it. Now she's saying, I'm a horrible person for ignoring her, and I believe her friends are trying to contact me. She also owes me $50, but I don't want to talk to her. So help me out, Razamoka oh FML. God. Okay, wow. Susanna, are you friends with this person? Um, Yeah, I met her in first year university, and I was like, you know what? She seems good enough to like live with, and then just like the first three weeks, it just, it, oh my God, it just did not turn out well. Okay, so you don't <laughs> live with her anymore? No, I moved out in April. Okay. Oh, so problem solved. So what, Thanks for yeah, calling us. So, so <laughs> okay, so what is the... What is the problem then right yeah. now? What do you, what, what's the, like, do you, uh, are you worried that this person is saying bad things about you? Or are you worried about the $50 that you're never going to see again? Like, what are you worried about here? Well, she keeps texting me, even though like I'm ignoring her and she knows I'm ignoring her. So she likes to do this thing where she'll get her friends to contact me mm-hmm. to confirm that I'm ignoring her. So now I'm getting harassed at work. Susanna, is this like, so the problem now, the fact that you owe this girl 50 bucks? No, she owes she, her 50 bucks. Yeah, she owes me oh, $50. She owes $50. Yeah. So what the hell's the problem? You don't live together anymore, so you don't have to worry about her messiness. Yeah, but I really want the $50 back, but I just, like, I don't want to talk to her. Okay, so... But, like, I also need yeah. the money. Okay, you're not going to get that $50 back. Yeah, never. Because... You're going to have to talk to her in order to get that $50 back. Now, uh, here's the thing is that if she's calling you, there's nothing wrong with reaching out and saying, uh, hey, first of all, you got to be honest. Okay. If you don't want this person in your life, tell them you don't want them in your life. Yeah. They're not family. They're not your best friend. And you're never going to see them again. You guys are, you're never going to call her and ask if she wants to go to a movie with you. You're never going to break up with a, with a guy or a girl and you're going to call her to cry on her shoulder. That relationship is not ever going to happen for you guys. So there's nothing wrong. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with saying that uh, you don't want to talk to her anymore. There's nothing wrong with saying we are not friends. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, now, if you want to frame that around, also you owe me fifty dollars. 
Um, I'd be happy to to get together. Or well, hey, why don't you just email me the fifty bucks, yeah, and easy. that'll be the end of it. No hard feelings. Uh, it was a uh, it was a great year, and uh, enjoy your life. Why are yeah, you why maybe. are you why are you letting this woman cause so much havoc in your life right now? I don't know. You don't My even mother like her. The same question. You don't even no, like her. I don't. So why are no. you giving why are you giving her that kind of power over your life where she calls you at work and it, it, it like messes with you? Yeah. Just take the power away. Be honest with her. Have that conversation. You're an adult now. You're 20 years old. I uh, You're no longer a child. Uh, uh, being an adult is already so hard. Oh god, stop it. You think this is hard? Getting 50 bucks back from somebody you don't like? Oh, my God. So hold on a second here. You think not answering the phone to somebody that you have conflict with is difficult? You think this is the hard like, part about being grown? Well, yeah, it's just going to cause so much unnecessary drama. For who? For who? What is with you guys in the for, drama? I don't know. Oh my I god! No, that's why I stopped talking to her. Okay, why? Is she gonna write something bad about you on Facebook oh, or something? God. Come on now. Probably. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised about it, but I don't care. No, oh. your your life is not an Instagram feed. Okay, yeah. life is ugly. Yeah. Life is ugly and it's awkward. Okay, and these ugly, awkward moments are not few and far between. They're actually quite consistent in life. Okay, and you have yeah. to you have to have awkward, ugly conversations all of the time and people owe you money so at this point you're either going to kiss your 50 bucks goodbye and just tell this woman hey listen i don't want to talk to you anymore man I, we never even really got along we lived together it was kind of hell uh but uh, aside from that i hope you have a great life like you can say that you can be honest but you, she also owes you 50 bucks but man if you think this is tough holy yeah try missing a mortgage payment yeah this ain't Not tough fun. No, this ain't tough this is easy this stuff is easy right now this, okay. And I'm going to, this is probably going to be like right now, the way you're feeling, like having a girl that you lived with who was messy and you lend her $50 and now she just calls you all the time. This is probably this day moving forward in your life as you continue to sort of get older and take on more responsibility. This right now is as easy as it's going to get for you. Okay. I can do this. Yeah. Okay. Of course you can. This okay. is the easy part. This is the, <laughs> this is the easy part. You haven't even got to hard things yet. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't, though. That's the truth. You have not got to the hard part yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Grow up, Susanna. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening, Susanna. Also, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. All right, love. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Uh, how are you, man? I'm good. There's something I wanted to talk to you about here. Give me one. Oh. What? Something on your mind? No, that's like we like. I want to have a heart to heart with you. Yeah, I'm no, totally down, bro. No, it's something stupid and frivolous. Oh, oh, but is there something that I want to have a heart to heart about? So I I'm totally that guy yeah, for you. No, no, I hear you. I do hear you. I'm like you have bones to pick. No, do I mean if you want me to complain about something, Maury, oh, I can. No, we listen. We can't extend the show today. Yeah, when did bagels get so thin? Bagels? When? What, what do you mean? Bagels? No, no, are no, no, no. Catherine huh? bought a Catherine bought a bag of bag, bag a bag of bagels the other day, and they were like, "Bye, yeah, yeah, more," and they were super thin. Really? She's yeah. buying the wrong bagels. No. Can I tell you, as a bagel lover and a Jew, yeah. that I know a thing or two about bagels, okay? And bagels are not thin if they're made properly, okay? Right. You can get some incredible bagels. It, they're still made the old-fashioned way that are to die for. Really? See, because I like uh, I, I like a Montreal, and I don't talk about bagels. <laughs> oh, I was really excited about talking about bagels. No, I was going to give you two places to get good bagels. I, uh, where? Greif's and Whatabagel. Greif's is on Bathurst. Line up, they only take cash.
<laughs> so you're never, never there because you never have had yeah, How have you ever got one? I had to go to an ATM and find, talk to a guy because my dad once wanted bagels. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Cash only places I, I freak me out, man. Um, no, there was something I wanted to talk to you about. So stop distracting me with stupid bagels. <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna have, we were gonna have a heart to heart. We were gonna have a heart to heart, but now I forgot what I was gonna. Now, okay, no, we weren't gonna have a heart to heart. Then oh. we were gonna have a heart to heart. Then it became about bagels, which really started to drive me nuts. And now I'm angry. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. Yeah, focus. No, stop it. Just stop talking. Just for one second. Okay, I need to focus right now. But I'm having a very <laughs> difficult. Can you not? Can you? It's a bodily function. What is a bodily function? Coughing. Don't call coughing a bodily function. That's so <laughs> gross. Who calls coughing a bodily function? What would you classify Like a little as? pee coming out when you have a hard laugh <laughs> is a bodily function. Never done that. Right? Farting on a bus is a bodily function, right? <laughs> but you don't call a cough a bodily function. Okay, focus. Speaking of which... Oh, stop it. No, I don't know. I, I lost my track. You guys ruined me. You ruined me. So let's I was, talk bagels then. I don't want to talk bagels. <laughs> stop it. it anything, food, anything other than bagels. Oh, like a, a good schmear for the bagel? What? Don't say that word ever on this show again. <laughs> There's ever. A- you, in the last 30 seconds, okay, <laughs> if, if I'm in a terrible mood later on and somebody asks me why, I'm going to say because in 30 seconds, Maury said bodily function and schmear. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that right there will ruin anyone's day. <laughs> the Rosin Mocha Show podcast. Um, they asked people, they did a poll of 8,000 people, and they asked them what the most amazing, monumental, and groundbreaking moments have been over the past 100 years. So before we get to the top 10, let me read you some things that did not make the top 10. Okay. Uh, the first mobile phone call. Not in the top 10. Oh, wow. The World Wide Web, not in the top 10. Oh, internet was going to be my answer. The first text message, not in the top 10. YouTube, not in the top 10. Barack Obama becoming the first black president, not in the top 10. Really? No, the first satellite, not in the top 10. The birth control pill, not in the top 10. What about the iPhone? Not even close. Really? No. That's, oh, my God. Not even, not even close. That's like canceling out a lot oh, of good oh, things. Oh, oh, oh. Now, How we're about- talking the most amazing and groundbreaking moments of the past 100 oh, years. I got one. Yeah. Um, landing on Mars. Landing that's, on Mars? That's never happened. Oh, you mean like the rover? Yeah. No, not in the really? top 10. What about landing on the moon? Landing on the moon is on the list at number five. What year was landing on the moon? 1969. Mocha? Sure. 1969 it is. So let me go through this. I will tell you uh, the monumental, groundbreaking moment. You tell me what year it happened. So at number nine, the first chemotherapy treatment. Sorry, at number oh. 10, the first chemotherapy treatment. What year was the first chemotherapy treatment? 1981? Maury? 75. 56. Oh, oh wow. The first, really? the first artificial heart at oh. number nine. Oh, like, so like a not, like a machine one. <laughs> so chemo was in the 50s. Yeah, the first artificial heart. I remember this. Do you? Yeah. Oh, see, I was going to go earlier than the 50s then. But now <laughs> you said... Bad. Shut up, Maury. I'm not that old. <laughs> 1984? Maury? I was, okay, 79. 82. Oh, okay. Uh, the vaccine for tuberculosis. <laughs> Two questions. When did, they, when did they cure TB? 72. 
27. Uh, the first person in space, which was uh, uh, Yuri, the Russian. What year was that? What year did the, So we know landing on the moon was 69. Yeah. When was the first person, the Russian, in space? What year was that? Was that Sputnik? That would have been 1955. Maury. Uh, 54. 61. Ooh. The Berlin Wall coming down. I'll tell you, out of the top oh, 10, I'll tell yeah. the top 10 of the most amazing groundbreaking moments of the past 100 years, this is the most recent event didn't in the da- top didn't 10. Didn't David Hasselhoff perform on that wall? Yeah, this is the most recent event in the top 10. That was 90s for sure. It was like 92. Maury. 89. 89. Oh. Uh, the first man on the moon, we did the, uh, the uh, penicillin. Oh, that was invented The rise by of penicillin to treat things like bread poisoning. Yeah. 55. Maury. 62. 42. Ooh, uh, the first heart transplant. Mocha. Oh. What year was the first heart transplant? 1964. Maury. Okay. Uh, 71. 67, Mocha. You're very close to these. Uh, the first organ transplants. Wait, these are all medical. Yeah, medical. Yeah, because what you think that you think the iPhone is more impactful and groundbreaking than an artificial heart? <laughs> Some would say yes. No. Uh, uh, the first organ transplant. So the first heart transplant was 67. When was the first organ transplant? Oh, interesting. 64. Maury. I'm going to say the organ was was done before heart. I would agree. Yeah, 54. And oh. the number one most amazing groundbreaking moment of the past 20 hair uh, transplant. the past 100 years. Hair transplant. <laughs> hair transplant? The, not even over a, a heart transplant? You think that on the list of the most groundbreaking moments that putting hair on a man's head was more groundbreaking than putting a heart in a human? Yeah, because they took it like from your butt or no, something. No, the end of World War II, you dingbag. <laughs> hair transplant. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, the ratings for Monday Night's Jeopardy were monster. And this is all due to the fact that the video leaked of James Holzhauer losing. And he had been on this incredible run. And a lot of people, as we had said, are not happy because he just forever changed the way they play the game. A lot of people are saying that he ruined Jeopardy mm. for how he plays the game. Do what uh, you got to do to make that money, bro. Yeah, and so he, he finally lost. And yesterday morning, there was a video. It was somebody using their phone to shoot a screen, like a monitor, of the moment that he lost. And that came out late Sunday. And it put so many eyes on Jeopardy last night Yeah, that... Even though we all knew he was going to lose. Yeah, but so here's the thing is that I saw that and I was like, well, of course somebody leaked it because you want, it's like, how do you promote a finale of something on a game show? You can't, like it's impossible to sort of get the word out. You're not supposed to, exactly. And so I thought it was a brilliant way to do it. Um, Now the producers, executive producer of Jeopardy, Harry Friedman, when he found out that the episode results had been leaked, he was apparently upset and worried, and it turned out to be uh, a good thing. So here's the, here's the deal. Before we get to how they plan to deal with the leak, oh, Monday's boy. episode of Jeopardy yeah. had record numbers of viewers. Record numbers of viewers. When I mean record, I just don't mean for this guy's run. I mean record numbers of viewers. Monday's episode was the top-rated television show for the day, the most-watched episode of the James Holzhauer six-week run, and the top-rated episode of Jeopardy since 2005. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Dang. So the leak was a fantastic thing. Yeah. They say they know who did it, how they did it, and how they're going to deal with it. Is it Trebek? 
No, could you imagine? <laughs> also, you can't fire Alex. Yeah, like, I know. you know, they call him up. He's in, probably in chemo, exactly. right? Like, you can't fire a man and he's got, like, a, so he's I, got a chemo tube in his arm. Like, guys, I had no idea my phone was on record mode. <laughs> I was trying to take a selfie at that could you time. Imagine? <laughs> uh, Monday's episode of Jeopardy uh, hit 10.1 uh, household rating for uh, Nielsen. And again, that was the highest rated episode of Jeopardy wow. since 2005. So, a lot of people are very happy that this guy's gone and they were speculating that he had even thrown the match like thrown the game oh because of all the hate no oh some people were saying that he bet on himself in vegas to lose that night but what vegas doesn't take bets on pre-recorded episode of course somebody somebody said that he threw the game because he got bored and wanted to go and spend more time with his daughter and his reaction to that was so you think that I'm going to leave a job that pays me $100,000 an hour to go back home and have toys thrown at my crotch for free? <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. At uh, Scotiabank Arena last night, of course, Drake was sitting there. Sean Mendez was sitting there. Yeah. The usuals. And I saw Flo Rida. I was like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. What the hell is Flo Rida doing there? I know it's the finals and everything, and like celebs want to be at all these games. What's sure. Flo Rida doing there? And then I found out he performed. And then he was even out uh, at Jurassic Park. Like he went out with the people. And one of those people that Flo Rida ran into and was very gracious enough to uh, give some time to is Damon Mori. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You talked to Flo yesterday? Which I, I thought that. was real nice. There he is. Shiny earrings and shiny glasses. <laughs> Glistening and all. How are you, Flo Rida? Good to see you again. Oh, man. Great seeing you as well, man. Now, I got it. Oh, you smell good. <laughs> Thank you. Why was it important before doing the halftime to come out and, and spend some time with the fans out here at Jurassic Park? Oh, man, you know, because from day one of my career, man, Toronto's been showing me so much love. So any way I could come, you know, and, and give that energy back, man, you know, I'm going to do so. So coming out here prior to my halftime performance, I had to come and show some love. Are there friends of yours or family that live in the U.S. that are like, no, what do you do? You can't spend time with Raptors fans. No, nah, man, everybody that knows me and loves me knows that, you know, Toronto's always been very supportive of my career. I'm always excited to come here, you know. Um, I know a couple of people here, you know, and um, since the start of my career, it's been great stumping grounds for me, um, touring and everything, and I look forward to coming here uh, this summer. I'm coming out here. You know, shout out to TLC and shout out to Nelly. We're doing a summer tour in Toronto, you know, so I look forward to that date. Can we agree, agree on this? The Golden State should keep the score low, low, low. <laughs> I mean, that's what you, that's what Toronto's definitely going to want tonight. We got to go Raptors go. <laughs> go Raptors go. Yes! The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Much as Kawhi Leonard, whether he's staying in Toronto or not, is such a big narrative in this city. Mm-hmm. Anytime DeMar DeRozan's name comes up, even though he's, you know, with San Antonio now, mm-hmm. The Toronto questions keep coming up. And he did an interview, a sit-down, with a reporter from Bleacher Report. Her name's Taylor Rooks, and she's got her own show called Take It There. And in the interview, DeMar DeRozan said that Kyle Lowry's his best friend. We all knew that. Yeah. And that, of course, he's rooting for the Raptors. And what you read on Twitter, you'll always see the headline, Sacrificial Lamb, Sacrificial mm, Lamb. No. And you're like, well, where's that from? This is what DeMar DeRozan has to say. I know that now this narrative is like, they couldn't get there with DeMar. They can only get there now because they have Kawhi. What is your response to that? 
Honestly, I don't even think I said this. I probably said this to my, my own inner circle, but if it wasn't for all the years and groundwork that I did before then, none of them things would have been possible. Yes, I fought, I sacrificed, I, I pushed the limits to where I had to be the sacrificial lamb. You just have to sit back and understand, like, you know, you are the reason so many things was even possible. To their credit, they probably felt like it was time to see what we could get to make that next jump. Oh, Tamar! Tamar! It's tough. It's tough. You also, can't help. No, I know, but there's... Listen. You, when and, you start your career, he literally started his NBA career with the Raptors. His entire career was spent in Toronto. Like, he loved that team, loved this city. But it's, I'll tell you, the, the interesting thing is, too, there's, there's two main things that have changed with the Raptors this year in their playoff run. One, yes, DeMar DeRozan was traded and they brought in Kawhi Leonard, who was an incredible player. Oh, monster. But the other thing that's got to be part of this conversation and I'm sure is driving DeMar DeRozan nuts a little bit is that LeBron James isn't in the East anymore. Oh, I know. I think, dude, everybody in the NBA is pissed. Right. Like everybody's pissed. Like, cause that was the thing that they couldn't, that they couldn't crack. Right. And and nobody could, and it wasn't just the Raptors. Nobody could. And now that there's no LeBron James in the East and you take that and you mix it with Kawhi Leonard and all of a sudden, you know, they're in the finals. It makes sense. I don't think it's that big of a shock to people, but poor DeMar DeRozan, like you would would want one year. Give me one year with the Raptors with no LeBron James in the East and see how far we can go. And then he didn't uh, get it. Taylor Rooks from Bleacher Report on her show, Take It There, talking to DeMar. When the Raptors traded you, did you feel more hurt or more angry? More hurt because, you know, being invested from 19 to, I was, what, 28? You know, everything you learn was from there. Everything you gained was from there. So for that to be gone like that, when you least suspect it, it just throws you off guard. You know, we human at the end of the day, and it, and it definitely hits you. Ah, oh, hugs tomorrow, nice, hugs. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Oh, why? What's with everybody? What is everybody dog Jeremy Lin? Can you explain the Jeremy Lin thing to me? What do you mean? Well, because Jeremy Lane, like he just he got into the game last night and in the fourth quarter, in yeah, the fourth quarter, and just like dribbled out the clock, yeah. And Jer- then he started trending. Like, what's so? What's yeah, the deal fourth, with Jeremy Lin, dude? Like, do they fourth, not like Jeremy Lin, or are they fourth, trolling? Fourth quarter, Jer. Okay, do they are they trolling Jeremy Lin? Are they happy for him? No, I mean, are they, like, I don't understand. Yeah, I think it's it, it's not it's not troll like hate troll. It's more like. Bro, we love you know when you like you love somebody so much, yeah, and you just kind of toss a couple of digs because uh, yeah, you like them so much. Sure, is that what that is? I yeah, okay, that's that's what it is. Because I'm I started seeing a lot of tweets ever after the game last night, being like, uh, I just want to remind everybody that Jeremy Lin is two wins away from being an NBA champion, yeah. and I'm like, that sort of sounds nice, but at the same time, it sounds really hurtful. Because like if I was he Jeremy only Lin, comes I, off the bench <laughs> at the. Very last, like, two minutes, maybe, <laughs> of a game when yeah. your starters need to rest. <laughs> okay. When you know that you've won the game yeah. and you want to take all your key players off the court to, right. to let them rest. You don't want them to play out the clock. Right. Then you put in your Jeremy Lin. Uh, okay. Your I, reserves. I was, uh, I was that player in high school basketball, but only I got to play when we were losing real bad. I got to play... When and I say this all the time, my high school basketball career went like this. I would sit sit on the bench for the game, and yeah. then the coach would look at the floor, look at the score, look at the bench, look at the score, look at the bench, and then rub his face and go, "All right, you five on." 
<laughs> and that's when I got to play. Was it because like <laughs> there was no he hope? Knew that there was there no were, hope. Yeah, there was no winning the game. No, there's no. And then just to like be fair yes. to everybody else, yes, because you were already in the arena, yes. you're already suited up, ready right. to play, right? And you probably in your mind think at some point in this game, right. I'm going to play. So you don't right. want to make you feel bad, yes. So you get your two three minutes on the court. We didn't even have full uniforms because they only had five pair of good shorts. So we had the tops, but we had to wear our own shorts. <laughs> Hold on. So how did they decide? So obviously your star players got the shorts, right? Yes, there was five pairs of shorts. I thought you were going to say that he made you all go to the change no. room and swap shorts. No, no, we only had no only the, only the main guys got to Imagine, wear like right the on the court shorts. Right on the court, you <laughs> yeah. had to change shorts in front of everybody. I would have. I would have. I was such a team player at the time. Now, I would have. So like now, yeah. right? Yeah. You wear your pants like super tight. Yeah, it's like. They're painted on. Yes. Back in the day when you were on the basketball team, were your shorts just as tight? Dude, it was 1987. Everybody's shorts were tight. Uh There was no such thing as loose men's shorts. Jams, that was the only time that that ever happened. (laughs) But no. Dude, every pair of shorts was tight, and they had three stripes down the side, and like... Like, you couldn't sit. Like, you had to sit with your legs crossed. Oh. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Somebody, I, hope, I hope, like, every single day for the past three weeks or two weeks that anybody who's close to Kawhi Leonard yeah. just repeats over and over and over again. It's usually not this cold in June. It's usually not this cold in June. Because I think that he needs to know that. I know because I think that that matters when make when one is making a decision as I, to whether to stay or to go. I don't think he cares. No, I true. really don't think he cares. Yeah, like I, I think yeah. You know what's interesting is I, I was thinking about this yesterday. Like it would not surprise me. Like I get surprised by by a lot of things, but it would not surprise me. Like if you were like, "Hey, Kawhi, you want to hang out Friday?" and he's like, "Yeah, okay, cool." And you're like, "What do you want to do?" and he's like, "I don't know, eat KD and watch YNR." You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be like, that is exactly what I would expect from Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is so focused and nonchalant about everything yeah. that he wouldn't even give his teammates daps before the game when they're in the hallway. What, what, you wouldn't give him what? Daps. What the hell's that? Like a fist bump. Oh, why don't you just say fist bump? What in the hell's a dap? You never heard that before? No, nobody's ever heard that before. Uh, every- no, nobody knows what you just said. Anyway, continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm okay. so sorry, but you confused me. So Yeah, I, I can tell. Um, you're confusing me right now that you don't know what daps are. I don't know. Nobody does. Nobody's ever heard that before. You no, just made that up on the spot. <laughs> you're, trying to start a new, you're trying to start a new word because you know there's a lot of people listening right now. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> at Oracle Arena in Oakland last night before game three, yeah, the, all the players are in the hallway of the arena that lead out to the basketball court. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And they're all there and Norman Powell's like everyone's there, right? Yeah. And the shot is of Norman Powell standing there with his arm extended towards Kawhi Leonard and his fist clenched to give Kawhi Leonard a mm-hmm. dap. Okay, fist bump. A fist bump. AKA, yes. And Kawhi Leonard looks at Norm Powell, looks at the fist, yeah. and then does like the gun finger to point like we gotta go that way. Oh. And wow. then just started walking. He did oh, his like wow. his little walk light jog, like we got work to do. Yeah. I ain't got time for these games, boy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. There's two kinds of leaders, you know. There, there's there's leaders that are the, the ones who motivate a team sure. off the court, and then there's the kind of leaders that are just massive warriors, and they say nothing, but you were yeah. just in awe of them every single moment, I and you it. wanna and you just want to emulate that. And Kawhi Leonard is that kind of leader. He's not the rah-rah, let's no. go guys, fist bump in the tunnel kind no, of leader. He's like, fellas, yeah. we got work to do. Either yeah. you're here to work or you're here to play. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. I and, love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's not that cold in June, though, Kawhi. I mean, we have to say it over and over and over again. And uh, if I did see you, don't worry, I would never try and dap you. Never. <laughs> I would I never. I never. Look never. who's using the word in the proper <laughs> context now. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. All right, yo, we got to talk about the disaster of the Canadian National Anthem and why everyone was yeah, freaking so, out last so night. So what happened to O Canada last night? I, I, didn't, I, I didn't see it. But I just saw Twitter explode, everybody being like, like immediately don't mess with trending. the anthem. Yeah, what happened? Uh, Tennille Arts is a 25-year-old from Grand Prairie, Alberta, now resides in Saskatchewan. Okay. Country artist. Okay. Who was invited to Oakland to sing the Canadian National Anthem. It's an honor. Now, on the flip side of things... Mm-hmm. Inside of Oracle Arena, they invited to do the U.S. national anthem, Metallica. <laughs> okay. Okay? Sure, man. So, you have Metallica, worldwide known. I love it. Performing the U.S. national anthem, and then from Grand Prairie, Alberta, yep. 25-year-old Tennille Arts singing the Canadian national anthem. So, here's Metallica, first of okay. all. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what did uh, what did we do? So, because everybody complained, and it's not like people to really go that in on somebody's rendition of O Canada, unless it's spectacularly bad. From Grand Prairie, Alberta. Yeah. Now calling Saskatchewan home. Okay. Twenty-five-year-old Tennille Arts performing your Canadian national anthem. <laughs> Singing, your face started to twist up. Well, because I just like I know what she's doing. I know what she's doing. Like I'll say this: when somebody does the anthem and they screw it up, you can tell it's because it's unfamiliar to them, and that's right. when you get upset. But. 
she seems so familiar with the anthem that she's comfortable enough to make it her own. But she I went out of her way to change it. But I don't know if making it your own is the way to go. Oh, somebody on Twitter called her the Fergie of Canada oh, regarding the national anthem. Remember when Fergie did that last I year? Do. Like, oh, was that the All Star Game or something yeah, like that? When she changed up the national anthem, oh, but Twitter went in Ferg. on to Neil Arts. No, did they? Yeah, you did a horrible job. Why take such liberties to an anthem? Wow. Somebody else wrote, it's an anthem. An anthem! Don't rearrange it. I'm embarrassed that there is someone watching this who thinks that is our anthem. Jeez. They must wonder how we are so polite with such a depressing anthem. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, okay, hold on here. Well, let's, it's very difficult. The, the problem with O Canada is not when you sing O Canada on its own. The problem is with O Canada is when you have to sing O Canada directly before or after the Star Spangled Banner because the Star Spangled Banner is just a far superior song as far as the arrangement goes. The, every, like, it's just a far superior song. Like You can really belt out... Like O Canada is just not an exciting track, but that's fine. Many anthems aren't. Another tweet reads, well, that was disappointing. Oh, jeez. I may not be a singer myself, but come on. You can't honestly say that was a good rendition of our national anthem. Yeah. Another tweet, very disappointed that a Canadian artist would butcher their own national anthem. Shame on you. Wow. Yeah, but like I said, I understand going in on somebody if they butchered it because they're unfamiliar with it. That is just, that's just not being professional. It's not being, there's a lot of things, long list. On the flip side, somebody tweeted, People are being so mean. She has a great voice. Yeah. But it was just the way she sang that wasn't the best. Keep your head up, Tennille. Uh, and another tweet. Sometimes you just have to be honest. That was not good. Canadian. <laughs> oh, you tried to perform it. My 93-year-old grandmother said, quote, why doesn't she just sing it normally? Oh, that's the problem right there, huh? Because it's boring for singers to sing. That's why. It's, a bo- it's boring. I'm on her side. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. What did Canada do <laughs> to Tennille Arts for her to destroy our anthem like that? <laughs> Come on. Come on. So that was reaction <laughs> to oh, man. <laughs> at the NBA Finals last night Jeez. before the game started. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I watched the new trailer for Rambo yesterday. And? And uh, first of all, they use, uh, what's the, the little Nas X's track with Billy Ray Cyrus in it? Old Town Road? Yes. No, they didn't. Yes. Really? Yes. For Rambo? Yes. One of the baddest MFers <laughs> ever? First of all, but Rambo is just, like, just looks like Rocky. Like, it looks like Rocky with a bow and arrow now, uh-huh. right? Um, do you have it over there? Let me see if I can find some of it for you here. I don't know if he swears in it. I don't think he does. Rambo Last Blood is what it's called. Last Blood? Yeah. All right. I don't want the, uh, I don't think he swears in it. But um, but he just looks like Rocky now. Like it's really wild. And then when you watch the trailer, yeah, uh, it's base. It's like Home Alone for what do you mean? Like R. It's like R-rated Home Alone for grown-ups. It's Rambo in a farmhouse. And more, can you find that trailer for me, please, with the with the song in it and just. So he's in a farmhouse so, and what? Like, so he lives in like, I don't know, like New Mexico or something like that. Like right next to the um, the border. Yeah. And guy, it's like 
guys, I guess baddies from Mexico, uh, come to his house to kill Rambo, but he just sets up all these booby traps. It's home alone. <laughs> right? Like, but only it's a farm, so it's like he's like Kevin McAllister would put marbles on the floor for the sticky bandits, but Rambo sets up like a pitchfork <laughs> on a <laughs> on a thing. That's set, that's set that, in like, like in like inside of a like bear a, trap. Yeah, like a big elastic. <laughs> and then like the guys break into Rambo's house and then the pitchfork yeah. like gets him through the chest, right? Hold on here. Let me uh is it's not like a red band where he's gonna start swearing. No, okay, cool. So here, listen to this. Okay, go. I've lived in a world of death. Oh come on, Rambo. <laughs> I've watched people I've loved die. Some fast with a bullet. Oh. Some not enough left to bury. Oh, come on. <laughs> and at this point, he's actually riding a horse. Is he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a rancher now. All these years, I've kept my secrets. But the time has come to face my past. Oh. <laughs> if it comes looking for me, they will welcome death. Oh! Rambo's back, baby! Yo, when's the movie coming out? I don't know, man. Who knows? Uh, September 20th. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but it's basically, when you watch the trailer, it's Home Alone. Like, it's Rambo. But he looks like Rocky, so it's like, it's I don't know. It's so weird. I love the original Rambo character in that first movie. Yeah. Not the first Rambo, but the first one called First Blood. Yeah. It was just such a different movie than what became of the franchise when they realized they could make millions of dollars on it like millions upon millions of dollars on it um, but this just looks like I don't know it's just big dumb and loud the Roz and Mocha show podcast today is the very last day for Blackberry BBM no yeah that's it yeah no more pings it was uh it was at one time the only way we communicated. <laughs> it was. Ping was the best thing ever. Now you don't you can't ping anymore. No. Blackberry Messenger BBM is yeah. done as of today. Because after I switched from Blackberry to iPhone, yeah. for a brief moment in time, you were allowed to, I mean I guess up until now, you could still use BBM if you had your your email address and and, and password. On another device, yeah, because there was an app, right? Like they they made the app yeah. available for other devices, right? So I ended up using it, but all the people that I was kind of like BBMing with, they were all on iPhones anyway. Yeah, but plus, and then we were all like, "Well, why don't we just communicate through?" Yeah, I know, no, but everybody no. uses WhatsApp now. That's the thing everybody and people uses. Use WhatsApp, yeah. yeah. I don't have WhatsApp, which I find weird because, like, if you're on iMess, like, if you have a an iPhone, like I, but you still get charged for that. WhatsApp's free, so like uh, in our house, we communicate with somebody that lives on the other side of the world on WhatsApp, and it doesn't cost anybody anything. No, but iPhone, iPhone is free. It's just iMessage, right? But there's still a charge for if you're communicating, like if there's text messaging charges, right? Yeah, like if they don't, if they have, if they don't have an iPhone, no, but then I'm you're saying just texting no, at that point. But what I said was, if you have an iPhone, like if you and I are messaging each other, Maury, and mm-hmm. you have an iPhone, I have an iPhone, which we do. We're not getting charged for those messages. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just know that communicating people use WhatsApp because everybody says it's yeah, free. Like my mom uses it like nuts. She talks to like 
aunts and cousins in Guyana. And me. She and te- your mom she texts me all the time. Texts. On WhatsApp? Uh, my cousins I know, in England. Yeah, I know people use WhatsApp when they travel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've I've never even seen WhatsApp. I, what does it You've look never like? Seen it? No, I've never seen it. Oh. Why, why do I need WhatsApp? What am I like? What? If I travel, like who am I talking to that I need WhatsApp? How many people in a day do you text? Like consistently, do you think? How many people, sorry, not in a day. How many people in your life would you say you are consistently texting? Define with? consistently. Um, Daily? Yeah. Would you say, is it like three people? Would it be 10 people? 10? Who has 10 friends? (laughs) Nobody. Right? If somebody says that they have 10 friends, first of all, they're lying. But even if you do happen to be an individual that has 10 friends, Uh I can guarantee that two of them are there for nefarious reasons. At least two. Okay? Um, One of them really doesn't like you at all, but is probably only friends with you because they like one of your other friends. So now we're down to seven. Uh-huh. Even that number is ridiculously high to have friends. Yeah. Seven friends. Um, yeah, I would say people that I consistently text in a day, um, you, yeah. but in like a group chat. So I can count sure. that as one. So okay. in group chat, like there's you, Maury, and Shem. Yeah. And then uh, I'll text Maury if he writes me. I'll text yeah. you if you write me. So that's so three. three. Yeah. And then Catherine. Four. Okay. And, and yeah. your mom. Not every day I don't text my mom. Oh, I do. No, I don't every day. Every day for me, I'd say, yeah, it's about the same. Yeah. But the, the weird thing is that but, I'm but, in, I, but if you ask me how many people I text in a month, my number is going to be the same. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's not surprising. <laughs> is it sad that uh, when you, if you were to ask me, it'd be like my dad, yeah. Roz, Mocha, and Matthew. That, what's no, that's, that's what's the exact same number that? that I just gave? Oh, but it's like there's no friends. It's just like work people, husband, and dad. I literally just said that. Oh, I switched dad for mom, I guess. So if you're sad, then that makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we sad. A bunch of sad guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. That Katy Perry song reminds me of... What's that, what's that stupid band, Maury? What are they called? From back in the day? Remember that song? There was a stupid band that did a song that... Smash Mouth. No, it's like Smash Mouth. Some 41? No, it was one of those bands that you could never get the song out of your head. And the only line that anybody knew from the song is when the guy says, Cherry Cola. Oh, um, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, Hold on, don't uh, say it, Maury. Don't say it, Maury. Don't say it, Maury. Don't say it, it. hold on. Okay, okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay, okay. Don't say anything more. Okay, hold on. I know this. Do you remember that song? Yes, I know this. And it's the only the only line that anybody remembered from that song was when the guy said cherry cola. No, hold on. Don't tell me. Drinking cherry cola. That one, right? Yes. Okay. 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 I know the song. Yep. I don't even know what the song. I mean, I don't know what the band's called. I don't know what the song's called. The only reason why I know is because I remember like there was an episode of there's an old ass episode of Ellen yeah. where she was bigging up that song and then I was like and then I started to like it yeah okay but okay. that was one of those songs that you got stuck in your head that you had no idea what the guy was okay, saying okay it wasn't Canadian nah I don't Canadian. think so okay. no they weren't Canadian it was come on I don't even know you gotta help me out here okay, did you put the on. clip in no more yeah yeah okay it's in there do you want to listen to it first? Listen to it first, and then maybe it'll come to you. Okay. okay? So here's the I'm not clip. Look at the no. Here's the clip of the new Katy Perry song that I think sounds like that other oh, track. Oh, where's the, the Katy? Okay, this is the Katy Perry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, and then okay. here's the clip from that other band that okay. I remember. Okay. Yeah, go. Anytime I need to see a face, I just close my eyes and I am taken to a place of crystal mind and magenta feeling. Take a shelter in the face of my spine, straight like a chicken cherry cola. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't they sound the same? Because I know this is what people okay. do. Anytime oh, a new song on. is released, people always try and compare it to now, something it? else. Oh. We're just playing the same game they, everybody else does, okay? I'm not. They, it's killing me not to say. I this. know it is more. Okay, I hold know. on. I know. They, I know. Uh, okay. The voices sound familiar. One word or two words, Maury? One word or two words? Two words. Okay, it's two words. Two words. Are they the same band that sang the song, the one that goes, um, uh, uh, I want to stand with you on the mountain? I, I don't know. You're asking me. Well, what's, what's that song called? Do you want to do charades? Uh, no. I want to you forever. You. Savage Garden. Savage oh, Garden. wow, yeah. Savage Garden? Is it? Yes. Is, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So the new and, Katy Perry. And just so you know, they are the ones that sing I want to stand with you on a mountain. Ah, Savage Garden for the win. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Robert Pattinson is officially Batman. That's it, huh? Yeah, that's it. All right. So now we can move on. Are you okay with that? Yeah, sure. I like him. Yeah, I mean, no problems with, with him whatsoever. Yeah. I Even think. that other guy. Um... The one that they said w- was also in talks. Yeah, it was weird. That came out Friday when they said, what's that other guy's name? No, you know yeah. what's so weird, though? Even though everybody was running that story on Friday. Nicholas Holt, right. Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Even though everybody was running that story on Friday, uh, the first time it was talked about that Robert Pattinson was going to be Batman, I remember seeing Nicholas Holt's name in the article as well. That the movie production, right. the movie company was also talking to him about potentially playing Batman. Yeah. But I think at that time, everybody just assumed that Robert Pattinson, it was confirmed when it actually wasn't. There, but now um, it is. There's already at least four petitions on change.org asking, oh, asking Warner Brothers not to cast Robert Pattinson. Like Warner Brothers really going <laughs> to listen to you? Dumbass. <laughs> already four petitions. That's the world we live in now, though. It's, uh, it, it's, Use your use your your uh, change.org for actually doing something productive for the world. Yeah, but something just, useful. You're not allowed to like. You're not allowed to have a disag- to disagree on something, even if it is something as trivial as who's going to be the next Batman. Like you, it, it, whatever the way you think now. Everybody else has to bend to that. There's no other way to think other than the way that you think. And then mm-hmm. when everybody feels that same way, it's one, completely counterproductive to anything Oh yeah, that moves the world around. You get that mob mentality where everyone's like, yep, I agree. Yeah, Let me you, go to this website and sign my name. Yeah, but you can't have a disagreement. Like there are no more two sides to anything. Even no. if it is as trivial as, I think Robert Pattinson will be a great Batman. I don't think Robert Pattinson will be a great Batman. And now instead of just thinking, I don't think Robert Pattinson will be a great Batman, it is now change. Yeah. Take, get rid of it. If you Here's don't like, how much you, I don't like this idea and I want the movie company to change it and yeah. everybody else that agrees with me will sign this petition and we will make a change. You don't like 
Sonic. So you go on Twitter, and then now they got to delay Sonic the Hedgehog because they're changing Sonic. You didn't like the last season of Game of Thrones, so you get 500,000 people to sign a petition to have HBO redo the entire last season of Game of Thrones. Not going to happen, but I'm sorry they didn't make the show you wanted them to make. Right? That's what it comes down to, is they didn't hire the Batman you wanted them to hire. Wah. They didn't make the Game of Thrones finale that you wanted them to make. Wah. But that's all everybody does now, though. It's as soon as you don't like something, you have to spend all your energy to get people to change to the way that you think. I think it was Friday. And that's with everything. Or sa- it was either Friday or Saturday night. Uh, Showcase was airing Batman versus Superman. Right. Terrible movie. Yeah. I still watch it, though. Yeah. Is that, and, that's Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And watching it again this time around... I really liked Ben Affleck as Batman. I ben Affleck was a great Batman. The and big- he made an even better, darker Bruce Wayne, which I loved. Yeah, to me, the travesty in all of this, the whole Ben Affleck and, and Batman and Warner Brothers and his, you know, and uh, the, the, his rehab and the divorce and just, it was, he went through a real run. Yeah. And the shame in all of this is that Ben Affleck never got to do his own standalone Batman that yeah. he directed. Because I think Ben Affleck's a hell of a director, and I think that he's a big enough Batman fan that he actually could have made a really, really great movie. Yeah, for sure. Like a really great movie. And I liked where he was going with Batman. But um, to me, that's the... Because I love The Town. Like, if you ever get a chance to see The Town, mm-hmm. the Ben Affleck heist movie that he directed, it's so good. And if you imagine The Town, but only as a Batman movie, oh. it's like you start getting goosebumps because yeah. of the potential about it. Yeah, but like uh, But yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Jamina. Yep. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm actually talking to you. Roz, Shamina texted us. Okay. Hey, Roz and Mocha, I want to tell you about where I was the first time I started listening to you. As we've mentioned in the past, uh, we are coming up on our 10-year anniversary. I think Dammit Maury would love to hear it too. Here's a oh. little hint. Get ready. <laughs> Sit down, guys. Okay. I was born in the year 2000. Oh, wow. So, Shamina, you are now 19 years old. Turning 19, right now 18. Okay, so where were you the first time you started listening to the Raza Mocha show? I was in the car on the way to school. I think it was like fourth grade. Every time I heard you guys said you were going to do the news break, I would tell my mom to hurry up. (laughs) I was going to be late. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Yeah. Haven't you heard, well, like, I? how many times have we said at the beginning of the news, if you're listening to this right now, you're probably late? <laughs> I've heard that way Because <laughs> that's, so, that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> wow, so you were my daughter's age when you started listening to this show. Yeah, now, like, you know, I'm 18. Everything's so different. Yeah, well, you yeah. think? What are, you, uh, are you in college, university? What are you doing now? I'm in I'm in university. I just finished my first year of civil engineering at University of Waterloo. Wow. wow. Oh, hold on. Water, water, water. Loo, loo, loo. Water, water, water. Loo, loo, loo. Water. Loo. Water. Loo. Water, water, water. Loo, loo, loo. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, so that's crazy. So, Shamina, we were with you while you were in elementary school. We were with you all throughout your high school days. Uh, and now we're with you after you finish your first year of university. Yeah, right now I'm parked outside of my job. I'm doing co-op. Oh, wow. wow. Okay, where at? What are you doing? Um, I'm an internet earth boring company. It's like a construction company. Yeah. You do like tunneling. Listen, they, g- they gave you a co-op, girl. Don't be saying stuff like that. Right? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, All Shamina. Right. Uh, Shamina, thank you for listening. Thank you for your dedication to the Roz and Mocha show. Thank you, guys. And, and between you guys so Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, I have to say Mocha because we're brown. I, I have oh, there to. You go. I'm like, Scarborough, Tamil Town. I wasn't from Scarborough, but I'm Tamil too. Love you, girl. Love you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's the uh, what's this Miley Cyrus hotline thing, more? Is she going old school, or she's like, yeah, she's like uh, an eight hundred number? There's two ways. Like she tweeted out the phone number as well, but also when you buy her new album, it comes with a, I believe, a condom with this phone number on it. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, Miley's so weird. Can I, say I love condom? her. Yeah, I okay. love her. Uh, Miley Cyrus is selling downloads of her new EP along with a condom. Yeah, you're right. And it has a phone number on it. It's one eight three three. She is MC. Man, you got to go to like an old phone in order to be able to dial this. One. Every phone number back in the day used to have words attached to it, like the the the, the alphabetic numeric combo. But there was no letters on one. It starts on two. Oh, on my yeah. iPhone, they're still there. The letters are they really? Huh. Oh my god, that's interesting. How do you I've not know that, Rod? I don't know, man. Stop. If I had a come on, Maury. Leave <laughs> me alone. He only just figured out how to use the flashlight on his phone. Yeah, you want to see it? <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh, okay. no, I'll do it right now. I know I, how. Look at how fast I am with it. Boom! Flashlight. Oh, wow! Okay, look at cool. you. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, so, and when you when you call it, you get a pre-recorded yeah. message from I guess Miley, and then you can also leave one of your own. So this is what you get when you dial one eight three three. She is MC. Hello. Thanks for calling Miley's hotline. Press one if you're 18 years of age or older. Oh. If you're under 18, hang up. <laughs> you called just in time. You need more gratitude and less attitude. Repeat after me. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. As long as you don't grab me by the tail. I said don't grab me by my 22-inch tail. Are you in heat or what? What the hell is this? She is coming. Out now. Your number and this call may be used for marketing purposes. This message is done in conjunction with the paid advertisement campaign. Nothing in it creates any relationship, contractual or otherwise, between us, nor does it entitle the listener to any discount, free products, or any other special treatment of gifts of any kind. No express or implied representations guaranteed or warranties of any kind remain in this message. Oh, go ahead and leave me a voicemail. <laughs> Hold on. So I gotta listen That's to a whole that bunch of nonsense. thing before I get to leaving Miley uh, yeah. a voicemail to be like, yeah, it's like hey, when Miley, you... um... I'm a big fan. Yeah. Love you from Toronto. Yeah. So I guess she's going to use all these messages for some sort of video or something like that. I don't know what she's going to do. She's going to compile them all. God. But it's torture when you call somebody and you got to sit through their message. That's why I don't call people anymore. I don't know when the last time I actually called somebody. I've been told mine's was. the worst. Yours are the worst. Yeah. You still use like it's 1992 where you have pseudo famous people doing your, your voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. You got the guy that uh, played Jigsaw from Saw. Yeah. Okay. And that's <laughs> pretty cool. No, it's really not. Nobody cares. I, yeah, I can't. I I'm not down with yeah. that. Yeah, like that Miley one. Yeah, like I, if I were to call, it would automatically be like this. Hello, thanks for calling Miley's hotline. Press one if you're 18. Years. I'd be like, okay, no, I'm hang up. Yeah, I it's know. not that important. I know, I know. You want to see my flashlight again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh wow, cool. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Now, this may seem like a ridiculous question to ask you, Roz, because I know you avoid human contact interaction at all costs. That's true. Can you remember the last time you went to somebody's place and actually no. rang the doorbell? <sighs> when was the last time you rang a doorbell? Oh. And this is for you and for everybody listening right now. 
I'll okay. I'll tell you this. It had been years. Yeah. Just because somebody's expecting you, whatever. Uh, it had been years, but recently, quite frequently, because when your kid gets to a certain age where they go down the street to play at their friend's house, and you got to walk them down and get them there to find out if they're home, because kids don't have cell phones, so it's really quite amazing that if Rox wants to see if her friend's home, she the only way to do that is to run down to her house and ring the doorbell. Right. And so when she first started doing this, I would go with her. Yeah. And now she just does it on her own, which is awesome. But uh, but so frequently for me, but before that, like I think that my doorbell on my house was broken for five years and I didn't even know it. Really? Yeah. Because somebody put this tweet out and it got like an incredible response, which was, can someone write an article on millennials killing the doorbell industry by texting, quote, here? Yes, exactly. And I don't think this is specific to millennials. I just think this is to anybody and everybody. <laughs> Because when I read that, I was like, I actually don't remember the last time that I rang somebody's doorbell. Like the last time I went to somebody's place and I had to pick them up, I sat in the driveway and I texted them outside or on your driveway. Right. Yeah. Here's it. Okay. So, okay. So doorbell. So, okay. Let's put a pin in doorbell really quickly because now yeah. you got me thinking about something else, which is when's the last time you went to somebody's house where they weren't expecting you? Oh, I don't do that. Right. Because that's weird. Yes. So that's I think that creepy. that's the question. So people don't just show up at somebody's house anymore. Like, and I don't know if that is a tech thing or if that's an age thing or what that is. It's just but weird. when's the last time you called on somebody? Yeah, no. Just to you see if they were in. Or text me to see if I'm home. Don't just show up. I might be doing stuff. Right. I might be busy. But why though? Why is that a problem? Like even if because it, I got things to do. But who cares? What things do you do if, that are more like, important what, than hanging like, out with what me? If, what if what if I'm like outside in the backyard mowing the lawn and then you show up yeah. to hang out? Like I I, I want to finish mowing the lawn because it's going to bother me but you, that only one third of the lawn is mowed while the rest is still. No 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 no. Because you're looking at this wrong. We no longer look at things this way. And I get what they're trying to say with this. I really do because now it's all coming together. The the, the problem is. Y- is before yeah. you would have went, you would have stopped the lawnmower. You would have went, who's that? Oh, this Ross is here. Oh, hell. And you would have put the mower, you would have left the mower where it was and we would have went and sat on your deck and had a drink. Let me read Because you, you would have been happy that I was there. A couple, oh, I'm happy that you're there. Oh, uh, let me- <laughs> never mind that. Let's use somebody else. Can we use somebody else that you like? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would be actually genuinely happy yeah, if you Yeah, read me up. some of these because I'm uh, interested The in doorbell this. legit scares me now. I jump every time. It seems so aggressive now when you could just text. Oh, stop it. Somebody else wrote, someone needs to make a doorbell that texts a person that you've arrived. That way we don't even have to, uh, that way we don't even have to text in. Somebody said, I'm texting you at least uh, two miles away to make sure you're at the door when I pull up. Wow. Even just walking up to the door and knocking has been replaced with the text just saying here. If you're ringing my doorbell, it means I don't know you and you came unannounced and thus gives me no obligation to open my door. That's so wild, dude. Ringing a doorbell is like a voice call at this point. It's either an elderly relative or some (laughs) kind of scam. Yeah. Because sometimes in our neighborhood, we will get a ring of the doorbell and it's weird because I don't often hear the doorbell because I'm not expecting anyone. Yeah. And sometimes it is uh, the UPS dropping something sure. off. The UPS yeah. driver. Sometimes Amazon will ring the bell to be like, your stuff's here. But yeah. by the time I get to the front door, 
I like waving and saying thank you. Yeah. I'm the drivers. Gonna, I'm going to change the, the tone of my doorbell. Instead of going ding dong, it's just going to go stranger. Because <laughs> that's really what it should be, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Ah, Lily yeah. Singh. We love her. She's taking over for Carson Daly. In September, Carson Daly left his show. I like Carson Daly. Yes. He was doing a lot. He was doing TV. He was doing. Uh, he had a popular radio show in mm-hmm. LA that he left because he wanted to spend more time with his family. So Lily Singh is now taking that time slot, and she was in Toronto. She was at the Raptor. A couple of the Raptor games. Yeah, big supporter of that team. Her show is uh, a little late with Lily Singh. I guess they're starting it right up in the fall too, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. And just jumping right into it. Good for her, man. Damn, Maury hanging awesome. out with Lily Singh yesterday. So how is your show going to be different? You know, why? I mean, there's so many late night opportunities and things for us to watch. Why should we tune into your show? Other than you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be different right off the bat because I am a woman and I am of color. And I think there's going to be a point of view that we've not yet seen. Uh, a style of comedy that's going to be impacted by that point of view as well. Um, it's going to be that lighthearted, uplifted fun. It's going to be a half hour as well so you know digestible amount of content and I just want to bring the good vibes I more than anything I believe in just really good vibes and I've always been told that you know people will remember how you make them feel and I want people to feel a certain way when they watch my show I wonder if they've I guess they haven't lined up just yet who she's going to have on the show yet oh god no that'll be yet. a little while I'm sure they're working on it they need to load it up with all of her, like her, the biggest celebrity friends yeah. that she has. People and I, like The Rock and I should think, be on that first week's run of shows. Yeah, and I think that with this show, they're really banking on the fact that it will, it'll, it'll, it'll live a long life on online because Lily's oh, yeah. YouTube following is incredible. And you know that was the sort of thing that they never had when Carson Daly had that time slot for so long is that he never, it was never meme worthy. It was never something that you saw people sharing the next day on yeah. social where with Lily, when you're on that late, because I think her show's 135, um, it'll air and then it's going to live a long life and people will be talking about it the next day through social. Kinda like, and she'll um, do that. She'll get that done. Kind of like James Corden. Right, everything yeah. I know or have seen from James Corden's show yeah. has all been from YouTube. Yeah, and, and he re- and he retooled his show to maximize that. Yeah, yeah. Like I've never seen his. I couldn't even tell you what time yeah. it airs because everything from James Corden I know from online. Yeah, it's a it's a new world. It's great. Now, uh, do you know how to interview somebody? Did you want to try out on me? Like, what yeah, would you ask me? For sure. You take the mic. Okay, I would say this. I would say, by sitting next to you, I know the audience can't see you, but I can see you, and I will say, first of all, he's stunning. Let's oh, just get that out of the way. Hello. What? Lying is a great <laughs> Exactly. Idea. That's, that's number one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I would say, what are your fashion inspirations based oh, on God. your gray t-shirt and your go. blue jeans? <laughs> Always wear shoes with no laces as well. That And that is correct. That is absolutely <laughs> correct. True. I see you wear glasses. Are you super blind? I am very blind without them. What is your prescription? Uh, this one. Okay. <laughs> what are these glasses? They look very good on you. They're kind of Harry Potterish. Oh, they were free. Okay. Love that. Lo- See, people send you free things too. See? Oh. It is. So it I'm is. just catching up with you. Yeah. Ah, Lily Singh, everybody. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, do you have that new Kesha song in more? So. Kesha got a new song? Yeah. She. 
it dropped on YouTube. Let me know when you got it in, okay? Um, like, I don't even know it. Like, 3 a.m. or something like that. I think it happened. Ooh. When was this? A I'm surprise a, release. Reading it on Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone did... What's the date today? June 5th. Oh, yeah. So, it's called um, Rich White Straight Men. Oh, damn. I wonder what, what it's about. <laughs> so, on her latest track, Kesha wants to know, what if rich straight white men didn't rule the world anymore. Uh, the singer's new song, Rich White Straight Men, was released on YouTube, a surprise to a lot of fans. Uh, the I'll read you their description of it and then you can have a listen to it because it, we got a lot of different Keshas over the last little while, right? Like, mm-hmm. we still have old Kesha because we all remember old Kesha, just like super pop and everything else and just Dance, like party, fun, fun, loud. And then... You had Kesha sort of doing a little bit country, right? Yeah. And then you had her more sort of introspective um, stuff that uh, she was putting together when she was going through the Dr. Luke trial. And I think that that, her last release was like 2017 or something like that, I think it was. It was like a slow jam. Yeah. Not slow jam, as in like a sexy slow song. Yeah. It was more of a down tempo than what we're, we're used to hearing. Yeah, Rainbow, Rainbow was released. That was her last full-length album was released in 2017. And then she did the documentary, Rainbow the Film. Uh, and so she just dropped this. So this is, and you believed it, right, Mar? This is the F word in it. Uh, what? Yeah, I know. This is, uh, I don't know where to categorize this Kesha because it's kind of kooky, like the, the, like the arrangement. Yeah. It, it doesn't sound like things that you normally hear on the radio. Okay. Okay, what? Okay, yeah. This is Kesha? It's Kesha, yeah. If you're from another land and come here, you won't have to climb a wall. Yes, you will! And if you are a boy who loves a boy, you'll get a wedding cake and all. Not in Colorado! And if you are a lady and you do your lady work, then you will make as many dollars as the boys, not just two-thirds. I love it. That's new music from Kesha? Yeah, I love it. It's very... I love it. I think it's awesome. Stage show production. It sounds like from a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a musical. But uh, but the lyrics, I, though, it's it's all about what she's uh, what she's trying to say here. But It's man, not the Kesha the, that I'm the, used to, so <laughs> no. I, I'm not... I'm not drawn to it. No, hell no. Uh, but I think that you're supposed to find it off-putting in every way. It does and make I, me I, want to pay attention more because it doesn't sound... I like that I know that it's Kesha because I know what Kesha sounds like. Yeah. And this is completely different that it makes me want to pay attention to it more yes. to figure out why it sounds the way it does. I think that the whole purpose of everything, whether it's the arrangement, the way she's singing, the weirdo voice in the background, or the lyrical content, I think all of it is is designed to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable and listen. Uh, I like it. I think it's great. I think it's a little punk rock. I think it's totally out there, but lyrically, I think she's saying her thing, and uh, I'm going to listen to it again. Oh, I, I feel weird, <laughs> definitely. I Do definitely you? feel weird. 
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It's not a spoiler alert now anymore to talk about all things Endgame, right? No. Enough time has passed. The Russo brothers said it was totally cool. I'm Iron Man. Oh man, I love you 3000. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're good. Uh, Why, what do you got? I think there needs to be rules to what people can start a change.org petition on. Oh, hell. Why? What now? Because 18,000 people are in support and have signed a petition on change.org asking Marvel to reconsider... The fate of Iron Man. Oh. You know when you say the fate of Iron Man, everybody knows you're saying that Iron Man died, right? So Iron Man dies. Okay. We all know that. And people are so upset. Oh, I'm so sick. Listen, okay. It's too easy. It's way too easy to go onto this website and create a petition for anything and everything. uh, And 18,000 people have signed this petition. Those 18,000 people could have signed a petition to help anything else in the entire world more important. Yeah, but that's a waste of time. Asking Marvel to bring back Iron Man. Anything else is a waste of time. The problem is that everybody is so precious, okay? And when somebody doesn't do something that you want them to do, you get upset as opposed to just saying, oh yeah, okay, cool. You know, when Marvel doesn't make the movie you wanted them to make, you deserve penance for it like yeah. you deserve you need to be apologized to you need to no no you need to go back and do it the way i wanted you to make when they didn't do the last season of game of thrones the way that people wanted them to make it you demand that hbo redo the entire season and call the people who are involved in it incompetent here are some of the it's comments ridiculous to me. from marvel fans who have signed the petition oh, here on change.org to bring iron man back yeah He didn't deserve this, and it's not fair. (laughs) Fair. After everything he's been through and done for everyone, he deserves to live and see his daughter grow up. Yeah, we all do. But guess what? People die. Another comment. He's so important. Yes, he he is. He saved our lives, and it's our turn to save him. Absolutely. We love him so much. We love him 3,000. (laughs) Without him now, we are totally lost. For many people, he was their reason to live and to hold on to life. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Get a light, people! (laughs) That's awesome. All right, man, it's coming back. Uh, And if he does, it's not going to be Robert Downey uh, Jr. It's going to be somebody else. No, uh, come on. Can't start recasting Iron Man now. Let's not get that. Somebody else is going to put going. the suit on. That's just as bad. Somebody else is going to put the suit on. No, but they, but it won't be Iron Man. It'll be some other jabroni. It'll be somebody else. Yeah, they've already had it. The other guy had the Iron Man suit too. His oh, buddy. Rody? Yeah, he was like Iron Man, right? War Machine. Yeah, yeah, War Machine. It's just he's like Iron the, Man. He's got the outfit. So it's a big deal. Anyway, so that's what's going in on Change.org. Jeez. People who have no lives trying yep. to get Marvel to bring Iron Man back. Well. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's the day today? Is it the fifth? June fifth. Yeah. Did the news? Did the three new episodes of Black Mirror drop today? I don't know. I haven't been on Netflix yet. 
Are they out? I thought it's... Is it? Because I'm, see, I'm seeing reviews now. Oh. Wait, I thought... Doesn't Netflix usually drop... I mean, I guess they do it whenever. I always thought it was Weird. like on Fridays. Hold on here. Yeah, because there's the headline from Variety, the unfulfilled potential of Miley Cyrus Black Mirror episode. So I guess they didn't like it. But I'm not reading it because I don't want to know. Oh. Uh, the sci-fi uh, drama anthology whose fifth season dropped on Netflix June 5th. Is that today? That's today. Oh. Man. So that's what you're going to be doing tonight. But I still got two more episodes left of, uh, what's that movie called? The, the, the show that I was watching about the Central Park Five. How They See Us. When, oh. the, when they see us, how they see us, when they see us. Yeah. When they see us. I don't want to get that wrong. Did you watch that at all? I've been, uh, yesterday, what day is it today? Today's Wednesday. So Monday and yesterday, when did it drop? Like over the weekend? You left Because Friday. I saw, a, yeah, so on Friday, because yeah. between Monday and yesterday, I saw like a ton of tweets yeah. about the Central Park Five, which I had heard you that don't remember term the story. Before, but I don't remember the right. story. So I quickly went and read about it yesterday. Yeah. Project. Yeah. There's, um, it was New York in 1989. And so, and it's interesting the way that they did this because they could have done a movie. Netflix could have done a movie. Um, and it would have been a, it, like a great movie. Ava DuVernay um, directs it. And instead of a movie, they did five episodes. And they're hour-long episodes, so they they took it and they did it over. They did it over five hours, um, and it's it's really great. And the kids in it are incredible. So if you haven't seen it, it was um, five black, uh, four black, and one Hispanic kid in New York in 1989, and they were with a group of people. They were all just whatever, partying it up and running around, and somebody got beat up and everything else in Central Park. And then there was a. Um, a woman that they found as soon as they started rounding up all these kids that was like in the bushes and she'd been assaulted and raped. And they needed to close this case fast. And it's the first episode is the story of the detectives coercing confessions oh. out of five kids who didn't even know each other. And they got these five kids to write confessions that they were all part of this horrific event. On the, on, the the promise, on the promise of they would get to go home or on the promise of if you right. cooperate with us, we'll whatever. We'll do because, what we can. Yeah, Man. because at that time in New York, racial tensions were just like at an all-time yeah. high and they just gone through the Tawana Broadley thing. Um, and, and so it was really like... Man, when you see what goes on with these kids, like it is such a hard movie to watch or a hard show to watch because you're in your head, you're like, this is fiction, man. Like nobody would do this. Also, these kids weren't 16. They were like 14 and 15. And tried as adults. No, not tried as adults. Questioned alone. Oh, because these police officers just wanted to wrap the case ASAP. It is, uh, it's heavy. Like Central Park Five. It's not a. I, I, I mean, I. It's a tough show to, to to binge. It's it's tough. I watched one and a half yesterday, and it's it's a tough show to watch even one and a half of. Like you need a yeah. break. You really yeah. do. You need a break in between them. But if you're sort of hesitant to watch that, because I know everybody's going to be going after Black Mirror right now. But if you when you blow through the three episodes of Black Mirror, uh, if you're going to give it a try, it's heavy. Like it's heavy, but it's so well done. Ross and Mocha's fix. 
my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Hi, Stacey. How's it going? Hey, it's going great. Uh, We're good. So glad to to have you join us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Exciting. I'm very excited. Okay. How old are you, Stacey? I'm 22, but I'm turning 23 in October. Uh, Stacey, you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha FML fixed my life. I've been in a relationship for a long time, and when we broke up, I decided to be single and really work on myself. The problem is now... I don't know how to integrate myself into dating again. Uh, I'm tired of random Instagram people sliding into my DMs and other types of social media. Mm. You are not alone. Stacey, how long were you in your relationship for? I want to say like three years. Three years. And how long ago did you break up? So how long have you been single? Um, Two years ago. And why did you break up? What was the reason for that, that relationship ending? I guess there was just a lack of honesty. Yeah, trust ah. issues. Yeah, yeah. You got cheated on, huh? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, it sucks. Um, so, what is it that you're looking for right now? You're just looking to get back in the game. Are you looking for uh, another relationship, or just to start meeting people to see what could potentially happen? Like date multiple people. I the last option. So, like meeting people is so much different now because. My ex that I met, I met him through high school, so there's more like of a genuine interaction, but now if I'm on Tinder, people give me the same answers, oh, oh, especially Mocha, you should know, you know how these Scarborough mans are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) They always use the same line every single time. Which is what? What's the line? What's the line? What's the line? What is it? I know you guys can guess it, and it's, hey, Stacey, does your mom got it going on? What? No way. The stupid song. Way. The stupid song. Yeah, people still use that? (laughs) Wow. It's insane how many Tinder replies I got with that. Okay. Stacy, 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 we're here yes. to help. We're here to help. Do you go out? Like, are you out in public? Yes, I work at a nightclub and I work um, in the LCBO in the daytime. Okay. Like, I have a wide range. Okay. Well, you're not going to meet somebody. I mean, yes, you can meet somebody in a night in a nightclub, but that's more for like a quick kind of. It's going to be over by sunrise. Yeah. Yep. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, but, but that ain't bad, though. Sometimes, you know, sometimes a relationship that's done before sunrise, you know, is just what you need. But it's not it's not what you need long term. But for that moment, sometimes that's what you need. I'm not I'm not dogging those uh, those quick hookups. That's fun. Um, I will say this. Do you have friends? Of course, I have lots of friends. OK, you got friends that you trust? Yes. OK, here's what you need to do. We're living now in an episode of Black Mirror. OK, where you trust okay. the algorithm more than you trust your friends. Put the word out to your friends. Go old school with this. Get rid of Tinder, okay? Let your friends know, hey, if I'm in this situation where I'm terrified to get back into the dating world and I don't understand Tinder and there's no currency left and everything is cheap and nothing means anything and all anybody wants to talk about is my mom. Okay? Okay? Get, get away from the algorithm. Go back, to human, go back to human beings because if you're in this situation, I can guarantee you they are a million people in this situation. Yeah. Let your friends know, yo, I am looking. Start looking on my behalf. Ask your friends and your coworkers if they know a guy who's in my same position, who is cool and normal and might like to eat chicken wings and likes bourbon because that's the kind of guy I like. 
and has maybe also been cheated on because I'm sure that he has because social media is terrible. Put the word out and get your friends to start setting you up because I guarantee you, your friends will take this mission on like wholeheartedly. And if it works, that is a huge win for them. Your friends want to do this, but friends don't do this anymore. Yeah, I figured that out. And they go, Stacy, I don't know where you find these people. I'm like, these people find me and bother me. Yeah. I don't understand. No, put it on them. Or also, I dissed my dog. Also, you ever flirt with somebody just like out in public? Yeah, I always do that. And how's that going for you? Is it all right? Um, no, they literally asked me, oh, what's your background? Do you have Snapchat? Everybody knows <laughs> why they want to talk about then Snapchat. Say no. then, <laughs> then you say no. You That's say what happens no. to me. That's what happens when you take them Scarborough bus routes. Yeah, no, no. I know! (laughs) I think in a situation like this, I think that you can be a trendsetter, okay? And you seem like an extremely confident woman, which is amazing. Yeah. And I would tell the story forever if I was single and I met somebody on a bus or if I was listening to two people talk on on a bus who were flirting. And if the woman was like, hey, what's going on? It's nice today, right? Yeah, you look great. I like those shoes. And then if the guy was like, hey, do you have Snapchat? If the woman just looked at him or if you just look at that dude and go, do you not understand that I'm flirting with you right now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the perfect advice. Oh, my God, I love it. Right? Just say, like, snap out of it, man. Okay? Get get your head out of it. Get your head in the game. It's it's not Black Mirror. Okay? This is real life right now. (laughs) This is real life right now, and I'm flirting with you. I'm flirting with you, and you ask me if I have Snapchat? You want to see what I look like? Look at me. I can give you my Instagram. Those pictures were taken last week. This is me today. Ooh. And I'm flirting with you. Oh, I love it. I will definitely call back and tell you how it goes. Be that story. Be the story that the guy goes and tells his friend. He's like, you're not going to believe this, man. I was just on the bus and I was on Snapchat and this woman on the bus who's like hot was like flirting with me. And they're going to go, how do you know she was flirting with you? And she's like, because she said she was flirting with me. Because I think my main issue is every time I go to my friends, they say, maybe you're picky. And I'm like, I don't want to lower my standards for people want to add me on Snapchat. No, but yeah. here's the thing, though, Stacey, you're allowed to be picky. Oh, it's your life. It's not their life. It's what you That's want true. in in your life. Like if you you know, you're looking for perfection, then seek it out. And Mocha and I will say this too, and, and this is the advice that we'll give to you. We've given it to, to everybody else. And in, in 2019, okay, people tend to go looking for their twin. And that's a huge mistake because it's all algorithm based. You want to be matched up with somebody who is your exact, you know, your, your sort of clone just in a guy. Don't go looking for your twin. Go looking for something different. That's where you're going to find happiness and adventure and laughs. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm just tired of finding people who will send me eye emojis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right, Stacey. So we gave you, uh, we gave you the tools. Go use them. Yeah. Yes, I will call you guys back and let you know how that goes. Yes, and when you do meet somebody, don't text them. Call them. Love it. Thank you, guys. All right. All right, Stacey. Good luck. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Bye. Love you, girl. Love you. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. It's reading a story on This Is Now, right now, as we are in 2019, the first time ever that we now spend more time on our phones than we do watching television. I would agree with that. According I to a new study, for the first time ever, the amount of time we spend on our phones finally surpasses the amount of time that we spend watching television. Yeah, man. I believe it. Now, here's my question, though. Okay, yes. Because I think I have a question as well. Does watching a TV show on your phone count as watching TV or does it count as watching using your phone? That was going to be my question. What if I'm watching Netflix? Yeah. 
on now, my phone. We now spend, they say, an average of three hours and 43 minutes a day looking at our phone and three hours and 35 right. minutes a day watching TV. And based on trends, that gap is just going to keep getting bigger. Yeah, I agree. So if you watch Netflix on your phone, is that phone time or TV time? I'd say that's TV time. Because no. you're watching it. No, I'd I say, say that's phone time. You say it's phone time. I say TV yeah. t- because I think when they say phone, I think they mean social media, email, text messages. Because no, I, think- I think they need to define that. I would I would say watching. Okay, how about this? Let me ask you guys this then. What if you like okay, I have a, a Samsung television at home, right? Okay, yes. And I can access YouTube on my television. Okay. So if I'm watching a YouTube video on my TV, does that count as TV time? Mm. I would say yes because you're watching it on the TV. I, I watch. There are times where I'll watch. So why can I not on watch? YouTube. So why can I not watch a Netflix show on my phone and have that count as phone time? But to me, that's watching a Netflix show. Like the so only what? place Matthew and I could have watched Marilyn Monroe's funeral was on YouTube on the TV. So we watched it on TV. Hmm. I, I think that they mean when they say phone, they mean like phone things. I think that they mean Google, like Instagram. They mean Google apps, social games, media, social media, texting. And when they say hmm. TV, they mean consuming a television product. See, I'll have the TV on and just watch, and also scroll through Instagram at the same time. And right. use TV as background. Like device. I will say, I will say this: as long as the Emmys are going to recognize Netflix shows as television shows, mm-hmm. if you watch one on your phone, you're watching television. You're not on your phone. But what's the article again? That we spend more time. We're finally spending more time on our phones than we are watching television. Oh, so you're saying that this article is talking about spending time on our phone but not doing TV stuff. Correct. Your traditional TV yes. stuff. Gotcha. Yes. I think that that's what they're trying to say because they don't make mention of, you know, what people are what people are doing. But then what is YouTube then? What is YouTube? Is YouTube considered television? I think it's where you're watching. Oh, see they need to make clarification. Yeah. Now I'm just frustrated. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's a lot of time though. Let's get to the hours here. So they say that they spend an average of 3 hours and 43 minutes a day looking at your phone. Yeah. See, to me, that's low. What would you say you're at, more? I'd say I'm at least four or five hours. Four or five hours. Do you have the, um, the screen time function no, on your phone? No, because I have like an iPhone 6. I don't have your fancy-dancy new one. Let me see here. I'm, I'm, you keep reading. Uh, you keep reading. Let me see. I'm trying to think of three hours and 35 minutes a day watching television as well. I don't, I'm not even home for that hours. amount of hours one, in two, a day. Three, four, that's six episodes of something. Like already? Yeah. Today. Already today. Yeah. And I hit a spike uh, between like six and six fifteen. Yeah. I spent like yeah. I spent like fifteen minutes on social media according to the screen time app on my phone. Wow. Oh my god, I wish I had that app. I would love to know how much time I'm actually spending on there. Yeah. Yeah, 15 minutes. Really, huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's crazy. So there you have it. So for the first time ever, we're now spending more time on our phones than we are watching television. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. 
Hey, Danielle. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. great. Uh, so glad to have you as part of Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. We're going to try our very best Yeah, here. me too. This isn't a bad okay, one. So- this is one of the more positive, uplifting FMLs that we've had because you got nothing but good ahead of you. Uh, yeah. Here, Roz and Mocha, FML Fix My Life. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost four years and finally got our own apartment together. It's the first time either of us have lived with a significant other. Do you have yeah. any advice for us? Wow, Danielle, how old are yeah. you? I'm 24. And he is same age? 23. So prior to getting this apartment, oh wait, are, did you buy or are you renting? We're renting right now. Okay, so what were your conversations about when it comes financials before renting this place? Um, well, we kind of knew going in because he's an electrician apprentice. And so for the last three years of his apprenticeship, he has to go to school for two months. Um, And he goes on EI for those two months. So I kind of knew going in that I'd have to pay the majority of the rent until he finished and then he gets a raise. So that was just kind of what we were planning for ahead of time. And it kind of was good timing because I just got some money from my grandparents. So that helped out a lot too. When it comes to living with somebody, what what are your concerns? I don't know. I guess like... Because we were only, we would only see each other like a couple times a week before, so I guess having him see me all the time, yeah. and even like in my bad times and my good times, or like you know, he's not. I like to be in control of things, and if he's not doing everything that I like it the way, but then he's also uh, living there. So. Damn. <laughs> okay. Like I bought a shoe rack, and the man will leave his shoes in front of the shoe rack and not on the shoe rack. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Little things. Okay. So this is going to be great. <laughs> How long has it been that you guys have been living together now? Oh, uh, like. A week. Okay. <laughs> a week. Oh my yeah. god. Just, just started. Oh my god. Yeah. Just we're not started. even. Un- oh my god. We're not even unpacked yet. No. <laughs> the girl need. The girl Yo, needs you, you grabbing about the man's shoes. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So here's what. Uh, here's what I would tell you. Juan Mocha was right. The first conversations that you have to have is you need to get all the financials out of the way and understood out of the gate because the one thing that yeah. you do not want to do is argue about money. Okay. It never. It should yeah. never be a conversation. And the other thing that. I will say as a couple moving forward, you are, uh, you're still individuals because you like each other as people. You don't have to become this one sort of, you know, group think hive. Um, but there are things where you have to realize that you are on the same team and part of being on the same team means do not have a make it even mentality within your relationship or within your home. Okay. That means if you do something, he doesn't get to then do something, or if he does something, you don't get to then make it even. If, uh, if, if, if something happens where the financial situation, uh, you know, gets a little skewed for one month, there is no making it even. Okay. You're on the same team and sacrifices need to be made. Uh, There's little things that I would say. Um, Don't come home after a crap day and unload immediately about Mm -hmm. how crap your day was. Don't do that. Nobody wants to hear that. Don't have conversations with other people on your phone at night that you're sitting there laughing, having inside jokes with you and your girlfriends while they're in the room with you. Okay. It's rude and 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 it's unavoidable. Um, yeah. I, I will say, you know, you, if you, if you like the same food and you laugh at the same jokes and you have 60 to 75% of the television shows you both enjoy, you enjoy together. Uh, I say that you're off to an okay start out of the gate, yeah. right? Now, as, yeah. far, as far as the stuff like his shoes and this kind of thing goes, <laughs> man, that is that stuff. Some, some of that stuff will never change. I'll just have to deal. <laughs> yeah. And when it comes to housework. 
um, start off with a list and just go through the list of the things that each of you are good at and the things that each of you enjoy, even if they're not necessarily enjoyable things, okay? And do those things because if you're good at something, it will get done faster. If you put your husband on kitchen duty and he hates cleaning the kitchen, that kitchen will never get clean. Okay, but if you're completely if you're indifferent to cleaning the kitchen, it will get done fast. Like in my house, Catherine will do everything except clean the kitchen sink. Yeah, she will. I will walk in. The kitchen will be spotless. It will be spotless. You could eat off the counters and I will look and there will be four pounds of rice from three days ago in the bottom (laughs) of the sink. But you'll still clean it up. I clean the sink. Yeah, and I don't and I don't bitch about it. She doesn't like it. She hates it. Like in our house, Jenna does the laundry. I kill the spiders. Right. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Uh, but on a serious note, Danielle, I think it's very important. Sit down at your computer, have an honest conversation, and create a budget. See what money you're spending, you know, let's say in a month, what you're spending on eating out, what you're spending on going to the movies, what you're spending on, you know, just a, a regular Friday night in the city, okay. even like subscriptions to things like Netflix and Apple Music and Amazon and this, that and the other. Yeah, You'll see exactly where your money's going and what adjustments you may need to make, whether it's what groceries you buy, whether you buy stuff at regular price or on sale. It's always obviously better to get stuff on sale. And, you know, yeah. how you're allocating your money to uh, to your life together. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense because he's better at money than me. I will. I, I, this was good. <laughs> then don't bitch about his shoes. Um, <laughs> I will, I will I will leave you with this. You guys need to spend at least 90 minutes a week just talking about your relationship and being encouraging to each other, okay? With with no TV. Yeah. Maybe an hour. Maybe an hour. It doesn't have to be 90 minutes in a row, but you got to sit down. You, you guys need at least a half hour of just sitting there talking to each other, and you're not talking about your coworkers. You're not talking about your lousy day. You're talking about you guys, okay? Yeah. The other thing, okay, is that I don't know how often you guys are getting busy, you know what I mean, right now, <laughs> but that's going to start to slip. It's going to become... Less frequent. When that happens, yeah. somebody needs to speak up immediately. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Don't let it slip because you're going to get to a point of where it's going to be more awkward to do it than it is to not do it. Right. And that is a hole that you cannot crawl out of. It's a very difficult place to be. When you guys become sort of indifferent to being physical with each other, both of you, that's a problem. Yeah, that'd be awful. If it starts to slip, somebody has to step up. That's what she said. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's really helpful. I didn't even think about that. Yes. Trust right. me on that. Good one. luck, Danielle. Thank you for joining Thanks. us on Raza Bogus Fix My Life. Thank you so much for having me. All right, love. All right. Good luck, girl. Love you. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Right. Leave the man's shoes alone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Only on KISS. Roz and Mocha, hello. Hey, how are you doing? Hi, I'm Nelson. Good. How are you? Uh, I'm in the Tim Hortons drive-thru. <laughs> okay, All right, go ahead. Order. Do your order. Do your order. Okay, thanks. Can I get a large double-double? Yeah, anything else? Large double cream. Large double-double, large double cream. Anything else? Can I get a box of K-Cups, please? Tell her that Raza Mocha hey. say hi. Oh, Raza Mocha says hi. Do you know who that is? No. Hey, oh. let's do the news! <laughs> Yeah, we got to do more you know advertising. What? I don't. I don't think she's gonna give me my order. <laughs> Maybe don't yell. Anyways, yell let's I, do the news into the drive-through speaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, I don't think people realize how hard your your let's do the news is. Like you got to take it right from the gut. Yeah, you, you do, man. It. Yeah, of course and, you do. And I, don't, I don't think people realize how Mocha on Fridays goes. Hey. <laughs> 
Yo, man. Yeah. That Tim Hortons is going to call the cops on you yeah, real bro, quick. You're going to get arrested. Which Tim Hortons are you at? Uh, Kingston Road in uh, Midland. Oh, okay. Out in Scarborough. Shout okay. out to Scarborough. I have to make a trip yeah. out there, school them on who Raza Mokar. <laughs> Guys, keep up the good work, eh? Yeah, you got it, bro. All right. Thanks, man. Okay. Later oh, wait. Hold good. on. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Hey. What would you call for? Hey, Mocha. What? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Let's do the game! Hey! Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Well, well, well. Raps lose, raps lose. And it ah. sucked because it's been since May 17th since the Raptors lost a game. Like, we got real used to winning. When you I win know. five in a row, you get real used to winning. Yeah. Like, people were in that, disbelief that, that last night. That taste. It's just so nice. And then you lose, and you're like, ah. Yeah. But uh, Kevin Durant. You you win some, you lose some. And Clay Thompson were in the back hallways of the ACC last night, sort of greeting their players, giving them high fives and hugs and everything else when they came off the court. And the game was over, and it's the same sort of corridor that Drake goes through. Mm Mm-hmm. Does Drake go with the uh, with the players as no, well? No, there's two, it splits. They go oh. through the same door and then it splits off. Like gotcha. you can see in the video, okay. where it sort of where it splits off, and uh, and they I guess they were exchanging words. Ooh. It's really it's really difficult to hear. So so here we'll we'll play this out. Now is this Kevin Durant or Clay Thompson? It's Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. So, All I heard was somebody call somebody a dumbass. No, he didn't. He called on us. So he said, see you in the bay, Aubrey. You oh. weren't talking tonight, were you, you bum ass? Oh, a bum ass. <laughs> and I, I heard bum ass and I've seen bum ass written. He may have called him a dumbass. Yeah. To me, dumbass makes more sense. But bum ass is even funnier. But, but, but I would love. <laughs> I would love. You bum ass. It was bum ass. Because I want to see that on the back of Drake's hoodie the next time they're in oh. Toronto. Yeah. Next week, you bum Monday, ass. Next Monday, you bum ass. That's <laughs> uh, uh, so good. Uh, where are we here? Is Apple killing iTunes? Huh? So that's the story is that Apple is planning on killing iTunes as we know it, which of course has been around for 18 years. And they're not like getting rid of everything and all the content and you're going to lose everything you purchased. What they're going to do is according to this article, break it up into all separate apps for music and podcast and TV and movies and books and so on. So instead of having one iTunes app that has all of that content in it, yeah. you will then have five different Ugh. iTunes apps, one specifically for books, one specifically for no. music, one specifically for I movies, want everything so on and in, so forth. In one app. That's what I thought. I thought that the world was totally... That's. I thought that their entire phones were going to be in one app like they do in yeah. China. Yes, I was just going to say, whatever that app is, Yeah. 
where you do literally everything. Everything. Your social media, your banking. Yeah. Ordering your food. Ordering food. Booking a flight. M- music. Everything. Yeah. Movie tickets. Booking a everything. doctor's appointment. All that stuff. It's all on one app. I thought that's the way we were going. Was a was a one app world. Way but I guess easier. I guess it's uh, I guess that's I, not the case. Uh, Jay Z is hip hop's first billionaire, according to Forbes hey. magazine. Yay! Congratulations. I'll skip right past that one. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's it's interesting where they break down sort of where he pulls in all his revenue from. And it's not all music, right? No, his 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 largest revenue stream right now is champagne. Ooh, I like that. They say three hundred and ten million dollars he makes off champagne, two hundred and twenty in cash and investments, including a seventy million dollars stake in Uber. Uh, he makes a hundred million off his cognac, a hundred million what off Tidal. Say? Yeah. Right, seventy-five million from Rock Nation, seventy-five million for his music catalog, seventy million on his art collection, and then fifty million dollars in real estate is what he he's owns worth. Original Warhols, yeah, yeah. Um, Beyonce made her debut because everybody is first of all dying to see this new Lion King that John Favreau put together because the trailers just look incredible. But the one thing that we haven't seen or heard so far was Beyonce because you've. Got a little tease of the song. You got a little tease of Scar. You got a little tease of Simba. Uh, I know that Seth Rogen has been tweeting out uh, his stuff, but still no Beyonce. So Who plays Nala. Exactly. Adult, adult Nala. So you get the first clip now of Beyonce in The Lion King. Simba, you have to take your place as king. Not right? wait for this movie. Bro, come oh on now. my god. I'm dying. John Favreau? I'm dying. How many cups of coffee would you say brand new research says that it's safe to drink a day? Mm. How many cups of coffee would you say brand new research out of uh, Queen Mary University in London say that it is safe for any one person <sighs> to drink in a single day? Six. Six? Yeah. Maury? I was going to say four. Four. Uh, The number, according to a new study at a Queen Mary University in London, found that it is safe for your heart if you drink an obscene amount of coffee on a daily basis. Researchers found that people could drink up to 25 cups a day without having any extra risk of hardening of their arteries or having stroke or heart attack. 25? 25. That's like in a work day, like two an hour. Yes. Won't that stun your growth? My max was 15 at one point. 15 coffees in a day? Yeah, I would do 15 coffees in a day. What would you like then? Yeah, just like not not big Starbucks or anything like that or like large size. Is a cup of coffee. But it's like a mug of coffee. I would do 15 of those a day. Whoa. Yeah. I think the most I've ever had is maybe four or five. Yeah. There's some days I only have like two. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah, Sunday morning, I had half a cup. Like, that's it. Normally during my day, I have 15. three. Yeah. 15. I, I was up to five. I would have four before I left the house in the morning. What, did it take that to make you leave the house? No. It was just, I just, all I drank was coffee. Really? Like, all I drank was coffee. I didn't you drink anything else. You get like an upset stomach or anything No, like man. You get used really? to it. Yeah. But coming off of that was very difficult. Yeah. It was really difficult, but yeah. So they didn't, they now say that you could drink up to twenty five cups of coffee a day without any extra risk of hardening of the arteries, having a stroke or heart attack. But don't the Raptors are now the 
most valuable sports franchise in Canada. This Hold on. Say, to, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, this whoa. according to a report from the Toronto Star. Say that again. The Raptors what? The Raptors are now the most valuable sports franchise in Canada. Oh, boy. Because forever it had been the Leafs, of course. Yeah. Uh, a report from the Star puts the Raptors worth at about $1.8 billion U.S. dollars, with the Jays and the Leafs at around $1.5 and $1.45, respectively. Yeah! Go Raptors! <laughs> Make that money! <laughs> Make that money! Yeah. I'll tell you, merchandise has been through the roof because the three playoff Raptors gear items that I've wanted since they won the East. Yeah are still sold out, and I can't get my what hands on them. What ones do you want? I want the gray playoff hat. Okay, yeah. Sold out. I check Sport Check, the real sports store, yeah. Foot Locker. Actually, yeah. no, Foot Locker doesn't sell it. Um, Lids. I even went to a Lids at Yorkdale on the weekend, and the guy, didn't, I, the guy he didn't even look up from what he was doing. He l- kind of like laughed. I was, I was like, do you have any of the Raptor playoff hats left? Yeah. And he goes, he was like... <laughs> No, isn't there? <laughs> isn't there a guy that like sell them out of a bag at Dundas Square? Like, don't those no, guys exist anymore? I don't want to bootleg one. I don't want to one. No, 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 no. I don't want the gray, the the Rand the East thing. shirt, and then no, there's like this other red Raptor shirt that I want. I miss those guys that used to sell all that stuff. And I don't on, want bootleg. Why not? Who cares? <sighs> Maybe I'll go to Pacific Mall. Tell your mom. Tell your mom that that's not good enough for you. She'll <laughs> she'll, she'll straighten you out. A hat's a hat, Mocha. A hat is a hat. <laughs> Donald Trump, uh, who's still in the UK, before we get to his 2 a.m. tweets to Bette Midler. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, man. Kofi B tweeting oh, out to Bette Midler. Dude, it's, it's a whole thing. So he does an interview with um, Pierce Morgan yeah. where he tries to clarify the headlines where he called and then denied calling Meghan Markle Nasty. So this is Trump and Wait, Pierce are Morgan. Pierce Morgan and Meghan Markle still friends or no? No, they're not. Right? But Pierce Morgan and Donald Trump are. Right. That yes. was talking about nasty. She was nasty. We had to clear it up because it's a little bit ambiguous. I, I, I don't mind clearing it up actually because you read it. I mean, they have the tape. They released the tape, and CNN and some of the other phonies they went out and they <laughs> they took the tape and they even tried to, you know, disgorge it from that. So what happens is uh, they talked about nasty. But we were talking about nasty. She was nasty to me. And that's okay for her to be nasty. It's not good for me to be nasty to her. And I wasn't. Did you get a chance to talk to I think she's doing very well. There you go. Uh, Okay, so he tried to put the um, Meghan Markle stuff behind him. He's like, listen, I did think she was being nasty. And why not? You're allowed to say that. He's like, I'm not nasty to her. I think she's doing a great job. Fair enough. So at that point, you're like, oh, my God, is this like Donald Trump sort of like coming around and actually showing some humanity and humility and not raging and then Bette Midler tweeted out a gif or a a meme of Donald Trump with a quote attributed to Donald Trump from People Magazine in 1998 and the quote was if I were to run so this is from 1998 People Magazine if I were to run I'd run as a Republican they're the dumbest group of voters in the country they love anything on Fox News I could lie and they'd still eat it up I bet my numbers would be terrific so then Bette Midler tweets this. I apologize. This quote turns out to be fake from way back in 2015, 2016. I don't know how I missed it, but it sounds so much like him that I believed it to be true. (laughs) Uh, So, then Donald Trump, 2 a.m. So it's after the Pierce Morgan thing, right? Like yeah. where you're just like, oh my God, Donald Trump, Carter, like he didn't like lose his mind. He didn't yeah. like lash out. At, he you didn't come sleeping. He had a long day. Thank you, right? Not in Buckingham Palace because of renovations. 
So Donald Trump then tweets this. Washed up psycho Bette Midler. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. No. So he doesn't call Meghan Markle nasty, right? And you just, and you, okay. Oh, no. So okay. 2 a.m., 2 a.m. On his, on his trip, washed up psycho Bette Midler was forced to apologize for a statement she attributed to me that turned out to be totally fabricated by her in order to make, quote, Quote, your great president, end quote, look bad. I don't know why he put that in quotes, but he did. Uh, she got caught just like the face, fake news media gets caught. A sick scammer. Um, so, yeah. So he had like two seconds of being a human. Like just like a brief moment. Oh, and you 2 a.m., bro, get some sleep. You could also attribute that to just severe jet lag. He probably doesn't even remember the interview with Pierce Morgan. No. <laughs> Is that Pierce who? <laughs> right. Uh, spending during the NBA Finals, so credit and debit card processors. Um, they've crunched the numbers, and they found that spending in Canadian bars went up 14 to 28% during games one and two of the NBA Finals. Wow. Uh, increases here in Toronto are a lot bigger, as you would expect. Sales jumped 35% Ooh. during games one and games two in Toronto bars. Um, and fans spent a whopping 67% more. In game two, 67% more. Yeah, I believe it. Oh, Tetris turns 35 today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. If you don't know the story of Tetris, it's crazy. I watched the documentary on two documentaries on, on Tetris. CNN did one, and then I saw another one somewhere else. And it's a nuts story. It's like all Russia during the USSR, and then this American who was friends with this guy who created Tetris, and then it was about smuggling him out of the USSR. And it's crazy. It's like a, what? yeah, it's a really, really crazy like what, story. To get the game out there? Yeah, it's a really crazy story about wow. two friends, one during the Cold War, uh, an American, an American guy. And a, and a Russian who um, lobbied together and it was over years, like years and years and years yeah. uh, and they eventually got the guy out and then that's when the world was introduced to uh, was introduced to Tetris. It's a great, Tetris is an amazing, it's a fascinating, fascinating story if you ever get the chance to watch a documentary on Tetris. So 35 years? 35 years, yeah man. Damn. Ross and Mocha Q&A. Hey. Fix Ro- or not fix. Uh, ask Ross and Mocha. <laughs> <laughs> fix Ross and Mocha. Uh, ask Ross and Mocha. Podcast yes, exclusive. This does not happen on the live weekday show. These are the the questions that you ask on Instagram at Kiss Nine Two Five is the account, and we'll of course go through and try to get through as many as we can and get one of you to ask your question to us on the phone, yes. like Rachel will right now. How are you, Rachel? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you for listening to the Ross and Mocha show, and thank. Thank you for joining us on uh, on this week's podcast. Yes, I'm good. Uh, Rachel, what is your question? Okay, so I didn't think it would actually get like picked, but apparently <laughs> Dammit Moore really liked it. Um, what's the biggest object you think you can fit in your belly button? Oh. Okay, Rachel, why would you ask that question, first of all? <laughs> I smoked a joint last night, and I saw your... Um, your Ask Roz and Mocha thing come up, and I just thought it would be a funny question. Okay, oh. so you wrote that high. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it sounds like it. Okay, uh, let's, for, before, we, before we answer, what is the, why why that one? What is the biggest object you can fit in your belly button? Oh, I'd like a dime, probably, but I've never actually tried, and I just, Audi ones kind of gross me out, and I just, I think Mocha's mentioned it before. Oh, that wow. What? I've never mentioned mm-hmm. anything about anybody's belly button and sticking anything in it. <laughs> Never. I think you're a pro. I think you're a pro any. 
I oh, swear you've no. mentioned it before. No, I have. Innie. I have an innie. I don't care if somebody has an innie or an Audi. You don't? No, I don't care. Oh. oh. Like, uh, why I mean, would yeah, I care? I, I'm with Roz on this. I care. Yeah. Are you, oh, wow. So okay. I, Wait. I like have more I, respect for somebody who can put stuff in their belly button, I think. Yeah. Uh, Ra- Rachel, are you high right now? <laughs> no, I know them at work. <laughs> oh, okay. So what? A lot of people who go to work are high. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is interesting now. So What's the um, biggest object you can fit in your belly button. I don't know, oh. Maury. What did you did, Maury? Come in here. I don't know. What do you What do you have with you that you can try, more? I do have um, a bag of tricks. Okay. A bag now, of now, tricks. Now, hold on a second yeah, here. A bag so, of tricks so that I brought Rachel, in and I thought that um, yeah. Rachel, when you um, are saying what can you fit in your belly button now, how are you? Mm-hmm thinking logistically this works like is is this you sitting and you could put something in your belly button in a seated position that then does not fall out or are you lying on your back just trying to see what fits in the hole oh that's interesting um, no, man, she was I'm high when she came up with this question you think she was thinking that i do deep I, into oh yeah. i assumed it was lying down so do i i, I assume lying down um, I no, because I think that would be cheating. It has to stay it has in to there. Stay in so there. So then, yeah. you're not sitting because when you're sitting, you're scrunching your belly. Yeah, but that's fine I too. I also agree though. with but that. But then you have to get in there under the folds. Yeah, but that's fine too, though. I think that that's the that's going to determine because if somebody has like a rock hard belly and they sit, everything you're not going to put anything in there. It's just going to fall right, right out. Totally get it. Yeah. So yeah. okay. So I would say seated position to find out what you can put in there that sticks. Okay. Why don't I tell you everything I brought? Okay. So I have a quarter. Yeah. I have a quarter. I have a quarter. Yeah. Twenty-five cents. Yeah. I have a cherry okay. with stem. Ew. Grape. Yeah. <laughs> I have a package of dental floss. Okay. A bottle, sort of wine bottle cork. Okay. And a hard-boiled egg. Oh, so the egg's the biggest. Shouldn't we start small and get bigger? Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> I think yeah. Okay, so more. Wait, you think? You honestly think? That you can fit a hard-boiled egg inside <laughs> of your belly button. Well, you don't know until you try it. Yeah, I mean, in a seated position, you oh, don't. Why is the it eggs wet? Is it, is, it sh- is it still shelled? Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, God. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not peeling the egg. It's not making salad, hon. <laughs> uh, okay, so, more. lift up your shirt, and what would you like to start with? Why don't we start with the cork? Okay. So, no, you got to sit. You, you got to, like, sit oh, up. Like, sit yeah, like this? Sit like that. Move back so I can see, as I can't see you right now. Lift your shirt way up. I can't see your shirt's falling. Move that fold. Move that fold. Yeah, open, I, it, open it up. Can I spread it open Ta- first? Take your, put your shirt over your head. I your shirt's, undo my belt. Your shirt's very distracting. Just take your shirt off, bro. Move your shirt up over your head more. No, sit up. You're leaning back. You got to sit. Well, I thought if I get move it in. Back, move back. Move back. There we go. Now I can see. I mean, it goes in, but then I have to push no, it. Like, I have to put your weight down because you're, you're trying not to look chubby right now. There you go. Yeah, like there you that. Go. Relax. <laughs> relax. Relax. <bro>. Relax. <laughs> Okay, hold on here. Okay, so okay. Rachel, the... So, so, okay, so the cork... Oh, hold on here. The cork stayed. The cork... No, it didn't. It did, Rod, you saw it. Okay. No, the cork keeps popping out. Okay. So we can confirm... Okay, uh, cork is too big. Dental so floss. let's try dental floss Oh, too big, okay. The dental floss, like the... Open it up more. Like open it, Yeah, open it up and then let the let the. So skin. you're not taking actual dental floss and shoving no, no, it in your belly. It's the case. It's the case, Okay. Lean forward a little bit more. Get some resistance in there. Stop trying to suck your gut in, man. In order no, to do this right... Can I explain right? what I'm trying to do? Yeah, okay. I'm trying to like get it in and yeah. then let go so it sort of captures it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, that's... Oh, 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 my oh God. okay. So the package of dental floss stayed. We'll put okay. that in the yes I'm pot. confused as to what the package looks like. It looks like a tiny little um, like oval, oval yeah, shape. It it's, a, it's, it's like a travel... It's, it's small. It's okay. small. That's travel a weird thing to bring. Travel size. Yeah. I'm going to try a dental floss. Try grape? Yeah, go for the grape. Okay. okay. 
Oh, yeah, yeah no problem easy. with the grape. Okay. 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 Let's just dive into the hard-boiled egg. No, with the cherry. Oh, cherry? Yeah. Okay. Put the cherry in there. Cherry. The cherry. Does it stay? Yeah, the cherry. Oh, my the God, cherry, the cherry fully. The we have a yes. lot in the yes pile. Quarter. Okay. okay. The quarter. Are you putting quarter flat? So I can in? see the face. No. So you got to see the face. Yeah, yeah. like that. Okay. Oh, quarter no. does not stay. Next. No. Egg. Okay. Okay. Egg. Well, the you got to put not... the little end of the egg in. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Lift up. Lift way up and throw that egg right <laughs> in that belly button and then let that, let all the folds no. just sort of. <laughs> Yeah, no. The, you know what's egg- really interesting about Maury when he sits? Maury's belly doesn't fold like horizontally. Like it, it folds in vertically. Like the the his <laughs> his ridges are on the side. It's yeah. weird. It's like somebody's behind yeah, you. The, the no. egg does not fit. Okay, so we would say the the largest thing that Maury can put in his belly button is uh, I would say. Well, a, I'm gonna try. Hold on. I'm gonna try a grape. A grape. I'm gonna go with a grape. Is there I, I was is there an upper? Is there an opportunity to play not it on who has to eat all the objects that went in more? You are disgusting, Rachel. Yeah. What's sure the matter not, with you? Are you sure you're not high right now? Yeah. No. Maybe, right. maybe do you want to okay. eat? Well, do you want to eat the grape now, more? Okay. Oh God, he just oh. ate the grape. Okay, cool. That's great. Okay. Also, your belly button on the inside is brown. Like it's weird. It's, what do you mean? It's discolored. <laughs> oh, because I have a freckle in there. No, no, no. I, the skin, its brown around. Like the whole thing is brown. That's the it's lighting. Like a, no, it's not. Fuck. Uh, Rachel, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thank you. Anthony Lombardo asks if we are afraid of AI. Yes, 1,000%. Do you think one day our minds will be transferred into a robotic body? Yeah, I don't know about that, but I am, I don't, I, I, I'm not on board with AI. And I think people, as it is right now, I've gone too far and I only think that it's going to go further. I don't have any of those things in my house. Uh, an Alexa or a, what's the other one? I don't like have a Google it. Home I don't or have like any of that stuff. I've never once used Siri. I've no? Ne- I've never turned that feature on. <gasps> Dude, no. I love Siri no, I've so never, much. I've never done anything like that. I, I live in fear of exposing... Not that I think that somebody that I have like these big secrets or I, I'm thinking somebody's interested. I just don't want that in my world. Yeah. I just, I'm not comfortable I, with that in my world. I love how technology has advanced and has made things a little easier, I think, uh, for me with things like Siri and things like being able to control my thermostat from <laughs> my phone. Or yeah, you can do that. You can do that with an app, but you don't need AI to do it. Right. I don't I don't want somebody listening. I have the Google Home and it answers the TV. Yeah, see, I can't do that. No, I don't mind. You don't, huh? No, see, not I think at all. we need to pump the brakes on all of this. It's like, just let's it's say too much. I, I too use much. um you know, I will ask Siri to uh, set a reminder for things for me. Let's say if I'm driving in the car and something comes in my mind and I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to go look uh, that up on a website later on. Or I just have like an idea for the show and I will say, uh, hey, Siri, set a reminder for 2 p.m. Uh, text Roz about idea. Really? Yeah. Too and look much. at this. I. When I said that, yeah. look what it says here. What does it say? On what, my phone. Did, did it just make a thing? Oh my God, text Roz at 2 p.m. today. That's so weird, right? dude. Yeah, see, I don't phone. like that. I don't like but that, But wouldn't man. you love something that as soon as you got home from your long day, it said, hello, Roz, no. your cider's ready? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Also, I already have that. It's called Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, AI. Uh, uh, Chinese food. Chris asked this. Chris Nirmal. Chinese food or Mexican food? 
100 percent Mexican. I mean, food. I love pad thai. Oh no way! I would say Chinese. Really? Yeah. I yeah. love Chinese food. Are yeah. you kidding me? All that grease. Mm, Chinese, me. Chinese food because I order pad thai all the time. That's Thai food. Yeah, that's not Chinese. Okay, I love Thai food. Yeah. So Chinese food or Mexican food? Now dumplings. That's Chinese. Nope. I'd, no, Man. but it depends on what kind. Where are you ordering it from? Oh, like if I order when the restaurant across the street, we go there and we get like sumai and hargao. Aren't um and dumplings? Aren't they originally um, uh, what do you call it? like Vietnamese or maybe I don't know? Maybe yeah, there's it's a just bunch different. of different kinds. There's of dumplings. different kinds, right? Yeah. Uh, I would 100 percent say Mexican. No, just Chinese 100% all day. Mexican. If you were to, uh, Kevin asks this, Kevin Rogers 10 asks this, if you were to describe your spouse in one word, what would it be? If you were to describe your spouse in one word, what would it be? Smart. Smart, that's a good one. Yeah, my wife is super smart. I'm trying to, uh, she's better than me, right? So I don't know how to say that in one word though. Superior? I don't know. I don't know what that word would be. But she, I, I, what I'm trying to say is that she's, I, I am interested in her and I love her because I think that she's a better person than I am. Yeah. So I don't know what that one word is. Superior, maybe, maybe. Maury? Controlling. Controlling. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Watching. Um, Ashley asks, if you, if you could ask your pet oh, three on. questions, what would they be? So you have uh, three cats, Roz. Yeah. If you were to ask your three cats three questions, yeah. Uh, what would they be? Okay. Um, why did you pee on the bed? I need to know why you pee on the bed. Right. Because I empty your litter box, uh, and I think I'm doing. I'm a great dad, and I'm like really taking care of you and your butt. But why you got to pee on the bed when I know the litter box is empty and your food dish is full? I yeah. Need, I need to know the reason because I need to work this out. So that's number one because that's like the big thing. Other than that is, jeez, uh, I don't know. Like, What's the escape plan? No. like, I, I think I'd want to know if my cat, like, do you love me? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What I if think they I, say no? I th- then, I, then that's fine. Then it's though. heartbreaking. Then it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. And um, what else would you ask your cat? I don't really, they don't have any responsibilities, really. Like, I can't ask what them. What do you do when I'm not at home? No, I know what they do when I'm not at home. They just sleep all day. I think I would ask Tig if he likes Jenna more than he likes me. Oh, wow. Because I feel like he does. He follows her around the house yeah. everywhere all the time. Yeah. And only every now and then will he come over to me for like a pet or to play with me in the backyard or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I would also ask him if he likes Cruz or not. Oh, right. Because Cruz okay. is like obsessed and like wants to walk him all the time and will go up and like try to give him hugs or if Tig's laying on the ground... Uh, Cruz will walk up and go and lay beside him, but then Tig will always, at any of those situations, always get up and leave and yeah. go to a different part of the house. Okay. Right? So I think he tolerates the baby. Yeah. But I yeah, don't know if he no, necessarily likes the baby. Yeah, he probably doesn't. Um, One and, day he will, though. And if uh, he thinks that we, my wife and I, are um, good, like, caregivers to him. like we, Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. are we doing our best? I was just gonna, yeah. I, I think you're you're onto something there because I'm trying to think of how to phrase that. And I think that you would ask Tig the same thing that I would ask my cats, which is, "What can I do to make your life better?" Yeah. And the answer really would be to <laughs> feed me and leave me alone. I was gonna say, get right? rid of the kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to question two. You want to make my life better? <laughs> get rid of that. <laughs> uh, crazy, not rich Asian. <laughs> oh. Jeez. Damn, with the specifics. Top deal breaker to end a relationship. Uh, if they're religious. Religious? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I could. Wow. 
Um, I would I can't, say I can't deal. a deal breaker would be if that person had ever in a previous relationship, especially the relationship before us, mm-hmm. if that person cheated on the person that they were with. Oh, really? Yeah, because I don't know if I but would. But then how are you going to find that out, though? Exactly, I don't know. because I wouldn't feel comfortable dating a cheater right. because I hate cheaters. Jeez. And I wouldn't be able to trust that person. Yeah, you never cheated, huh? Even never. like accidentally? No. No. Oh, no. Jeez, that's a terrible I know people feeling. who have, it's and I. Feeling. It's a terrible feeling. I hate them. Yeah. I have no sympathy yeah, whatsoever. It's an, awful, it's an awful feeling. Do you have a Maury? Probably deal breakers would be lying. Lying. Yeah. Not, Coming from the not, biggest liar that we know? Not you? Tr- not obviously, trustworthy. Obviously, you and Matthew have different deal breakers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but what was the last the- lie that you uh, you told Matthew? Oh, come on. We're not getting into this no, right no, now. No, no, last one, last one. Had to have been yesterday. Oh, that, <laughs> right? that, that I hadn't had dinner yet. Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, about that? because then I can have dinner again. Oh. Okay, so what did you have before your dinner with Matthew? Oh, pierogies. Okay, oh, pierogies and what, what was the dinner that Matthew But I have served. to eat the pierogies with the balcony door open and then immediately throw the uh, p- plastic container down the chute. Oh and then what was God. the dinner that Matthew made for you guys? Oh, then he made chicken. Like, he tries to make healthy foods because yeah. he's like, you know, wants you me just, to get dinner. You just loaded up on mashed potatoes, pastry, sour cream, and bacon. <laughs> yeah. Love it. <laughs> Daniel E. Reyes writes us, looking back, most petty reason you broke up with an ex, i.e., they laughed, a joke, he or she wore something, the way that they chewed food. What is the most petty reason why you broke up with an ex? I dumped a a girl because I didn't like her brother. Oh, really? Yeah, and they didn't even live together. Oh, really? (laughs) No. I met him once and I was like, I'm not going any further with this. Oh, wow. I cannot have that So what did you tell her, though? I just broke up with her. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's not working out. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't like her brother. She was great, but I didn't like her brother. Uh, I think, let me see. In high school, I dated a girl who, um, I don't know if this would be petty or not, but we broke up. I broke up with her uh, over the phone. Her brother didn't like me. Yeah. And her parents didn't allow her to speak on the phone with guys. <laughs> no joke. I couldn't yeah. call her. Yeah. I couldn't call the That's house. too much. She couldn't call That's me. too much. Um, we even, like, in school... We couldn't be like seen. Is it like a cultural thing, like a religious thing on her I side? Think so, yeah, yeah, I guess. See, that's my whole. That goes back to why an absolute deal breaker for me is just like, any, like her any brother sort of religion. Legit, like hated. Yeah, he was just like super overprotective and like all, had his his friends like follow me around the school and like give me dirty looks uh, and stuff. See, and that's I was not like, cool, man. Yeah, you, no, you're not taking that home, Maury. Most pettiest reason. You've never broken up with somebody. Let's I be have, honest. but I don't know if I can say why. Why? Well, too bad. You have is to. It, now. If, is it petty? If it's not petty, you don't have to say it. But what if it's, is it petty? He was too big. What do you too mean he was big. too big? Oh, like that kind of too big? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Nah, nobody can. Yeah. I don't believe you. You're yeah. such a liar. I swear. I swear. Whatever. You're such a liar. Why are you incapable of like no, I, telling the truth? Dude. Telling the Whatever. truth. Why would I lie about that? Whatever. Because you lie about everything. I don't believe you. Whatever. I don't believe you at all. It's yeah. the truth. No. Yeah, right. So what was your line to him? What did you tell him? Uh, he went, He called me on the phone and then said, I love you. And I hung up on him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and then that, what that's happened? That's how I ended it. And then, oh. yeah. So he never called you after that? No, he was so hurt that he said, I love you, but I immediately hung up. Right. And then that was it. That was the last time you talked to him. Yeah, I, then I tried to sort of reconnect or whatever, but he wasn't interested because like, I hurt his feelings. Because you hung up on him. Yeah. 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 How old are you? Oh, this was like I was 19. Yeah, 
don't know. I don't, know. I don't, know. I don't believe yeah, you. No. I yeah, guess I'm going to have to take that one to my grave. No. Well, no what do you mean? No, you don't. Just like, you just it told it to everybody. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Yeah, dumping somebody over petty reasons. You you have that window in your life where it's much easier to do that because you're not really planning for the future and then the consequences of a relationship ending are nothing other than just sort of hurt feelings. Like yeah. your, your life isn't falling apart when you're younger and you break up with somebody. It feels like it, but it's actually not. You know, you got that great window of where you can sort of, you know, cycle through people and date around and have some fun and, and you can dump people for really petty reasons. I, I don't know what it's like now with people and what they're the reasons that they're getting dumped. I think a lot of it is a lot of people have to be breaking up with somebody because once you do hook up and you become boyfriend, girlfriend, you expect things like their Twitter or their Tinder profile and Snapchat and everything else to kind of to like- kind of disappear. But and maybe I, even like passwords to some of those things, right? No, 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 oh, no, no. I would, no, no. I, what I'm saying is that if you hook up with somebody, like if you meet somebody and you're in a relationship, that person should no longer have Tinder, right? Right. Because why would you or, need it? Right. But I, people do though, yeah. and then they just say, "Oh no, I'm never on it, never on it." Yeah. Oh, but, I forgot I had that. Yeah, app. I yeah, think right. that 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 to me is a is a just an absolute relationship ruiner to to even have that inside. Like to, to exist within a relationship has to be so difficult for people. Like, and may, but maybe people don't care. Maybe that everybody just lives with their partner being on Tinder to just mess around and see. I don't know. It's a weird thing, man. Um, Alex asks, I'm pretty sure either we've had this conversation on the radio, on the podcast, or maybe just amongst the three of us before, mm-hmm. uh, not on the radio. When you're at a restaurant, should you tip on the total or the subtotal? See, when I read this, though, it was confusing to me because now with the machines, yeah, it gives you the tipped prompt. So I don't know what it's um, calculating I think it's, it as. it's tipping on everything after taxes. That's what you're tipping on. That's how I typically... But the machine does it for you, though, so you don't have yeah, a the, choice. Yeah, but the machine is tipping on the grand total after taxes. Yes, probably. Not, not yeah. the subtotal. Yeah, they wouldn't They wouldn't do that before taxes I've, because then your server in the restaurant is missing out. I've but, always just tipped on the grand total. Yeah. But same. then you, you have the option of hitting 15 or 18%, so, I mean, you could still my, lessen it. My now... Mm-hmm. My minimum that I tip is 20%. Yeah, me too. Really? I always yeah. do 20. What do yeah. you do? 15. Yeah. No, I've never done anything at less than 20. Like in yeah. the past, I don't even know, eight, nine years or Depends something Depends like on that. what it is though. Like uh, there are places where I go to where I bring a bottle, uh, drink like water or kombucha from the fridge and bring it to the cash and she rings it in and then I'm like, but what am I, I don't understand. I'm. Oh I, yeah, I was at one of those little places too. I was at a, a, a the bottom of an office building. Yes, I had business I got to do in that building. What kind of business you got in a bottom office building? And uh and they office had business done. Office business, thank you. Um, and they had one of those little in the lobby of the building was like a little sort of cafe type thing, yeah. right? And I went there, and it was the same kind. Like they did sell cookies and baked goods, where somebody, I guess, would have to reach into a thing and put it in a bag and hand it to you. But I just went. To, I grabbed a bottle of water and um, a bag, just like a bag of nuts, off a shelf. Sure. And then I brought it up, and I didn't have any money on me, so I'd use debit, which is fine. And then I get a tip prompt on debit 
for going to the fridge myself yeah, and no, grabbing you, a bottle of water. I would say you don't tip on, Hell on, no. on that. So I don't tip on that. But then is it insulting when you hit no tip because then they no. know, oh, you didn't tip me? No, no, no. No, I no, don't. no, that no is, that's, that's just That is just uh, exagger- inflated costs that they don't advertise at that point because yeah. if I'm going to get a bottle of water and a bag of chips or nuts and myself and then I bring it to the counter, that is, that's convenience store rules at that time. And yeah. you don't tip I the agree. convenience store guy. Like so there's a, a, and, a and restaurant. I'm, and I'm talking, it was like, there was like a 25% tip option. Oh, wow, on, really? On their, but I'm sure prompts. the machine does it on any transaction. It, it does, but it shouldn't though. There's but a it, it doesn't restaurant know. that my wife and I go to and like we will sit down in the restaurant and tip them the, the, the 20%. Sure. But there have been times where I've just called in an order and I've gone to pick it up. Yeah. And when I go and pick up the food, mm-hmm. it still prompts me for a That's tip. That's tough too. That's uh, tough. And it depends on, on how big the order is. If we're ordering a lot of stuff, I yeah. will tip them. But if it's like a one item kind of meal that we will split because the portions are big, I won't mm-hmm. tip on that. But they still put the meal together in the bag and everything for you, and somebody at one time cooked that. So, yes, you're picking it up, but they still had to put it all together Yeah, but they're you. not serving on you, though. Yeah, they're not no, but, all but that. that tip sure. still goes to the guy in the in the kitchen, They're not though. taking your order. Does it, though? Because some places, maybe not. Yeah. Like, goes you into, gotta, some of them, they just go into a massive pool that then gets Which is yeah. fine, which is fine. Most places everybody. do that now, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. Most restaurants do that yeah, now. Yeah, that's tough. When, when, it's a, when it's a pickup order, the tipping is, is interesting it really is because then what are you tipping for right like are you tipping for something specifically or are you just tipping on any time you walk into a restaurant and accept any sort of food regardless of the situation yeah because for me like when you're in a restaurant and you're you, you sort of tip your server they're they're providing a service they're making sure you're okay they're doing a quality check on your food they'll bring you a drink they'll top you up that like there's just that there's a routine that sure. you then tip but when you order something on the phone and then you just run in to pick it up you're not a part of that world. So then the question is, I wonder, because you, if you go to the takeout container or the takeout counter at these places and you tip there, does that particular machine go to the kitchen because it's takeout? I no, wonder if well, that... Well, let's not even say that. Let's say, do you tip on that? Like, do you tip? I see, I still would you... because with the assumption that it's all pulled together, then that goes to the kitchen yeah, staff. I don't know. That's a tough one. Calling in an order and going to pick it up, mm-hmm. tipping 20% on that, that to me seems like it's a stretch. I don't know. I don't know. To me, that's. I seemed- say, it, for me at least, yeah. it depends on how big the order is. If I'm doing a takeout and it's just for Jenna and I, sure. uh, I may not tip. But if I do a takeout order and we have like five or six people coming to the house and I'm picking up a big, big order, yeah. I will tip yeah. on that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, every week on Instagram at Kiss925, you'll see a picture that reads Ask Razamoka. That is where you ask your questions that we will try to answer on the following week's podcast. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, uh, hit subscribe, share this podcast with your friends, leave a rating and or review wherever it is that you get the Razamoka Show podcast from. And we will catch you on episode 82 of the Razamoka Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Razamoka Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Kiss925.com or download the Kiss925 app.